0: 1987 with 17 you're flying to the states yes
1: how did you meet Arnold Schwarzenegger?
0: <laughs> I left the airport and I said Venice Beach because I knew that was Gold's Gym. <laughs> that was the thing. And the driver, he dropped me off at the Marina Pacific Hotel and all the bodybuilders were staying there. And the first thing when I went there, you know, I was like, where's Arnold? Where's Arnold? <laughs> and then I went there to the Gold's Gym and there was Artie Zella. He was mm. the photographer mm. of, yep. of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he got me to meet Arnold. And we also were in a magazine together.
1: No way.
0: The, a magazine came out, like a muscle magazine, uh, and the title of the story was California
1: Dreaming? The following is a conversation with Dominic Borde, one of my very first mentors. He's an Austrian TV personality and number one coach for relationships in the German-speaking market. And in this episode, you will hear that his crazy life story will absolutely change your life as well, from a young bodybuilder who moved to LA to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger to famous TV personality, seven-figure coach, and overall absolute legend. He's changed my life and the life of thousands of others as well. And we will dive deep on what it takes to be successful, even if you have no clue on how you can get started and zero confidence. So we're going to crack right into it. Enjoy. Mr. Dominic Borde, you are a legend, man. Thank you very much. And you're, <laughs> you're one of my very, very first mentors. And uh, it's always cool to have uh, to have collaborations with you. Uh, we've done a couple already on, on your channel and you're also on my old channel a couple times. And uh, we said, hey, go fly to Cyprus. And uh, a couple of interesting stories for people who don't know you. Number one, you just one day emailed the biggest TV channel in Austria saying that you're an expert and uh, you want to be on TV. And uh, they brought you on TV. And uh, also you've helped um, a very, very rich Austrian uh, get married to a supermodel and uh, you had a very good time partying at the wedding. So those are like a couple of funny things that I want to put out there right, uh, right away for people who don't know you. But first of all, thanks for coming to Cyprus. You flew all the way here, man.
0: Yeah, well, I was here for vacation anyways. I wanted to come for vacation with my daughters Mm. and uh, one of them got sick. So we're now together in a huge villa, but we're enjoying it quite a lot. So she's sick and she's staying home or she got there? One of them got sick and the other one is with me. Okay, got it, got it.
1: Nice. Epic, man. Epic. So what did you do so far?
0: so far uh we went to the sea caves we went uh for some at the sunny beach and we had some mojitos and lots of fun (laughs) so far (laughs) so yesterday at like four o'clock in the afternoon we were like already really in a good mood (laughs) dancing on the beach and so we
1: prepared for this how old is your daughter
0: my daughter she's 20 years old
1: okay so old enough to party with her dad yes that's beautiful um I mean, again, like you were one of my very first mentors. And uh, I remember it was ah, 2011 or something like that. I'm in Vienna. I'm full on deep into personal development, dating advice. You know, I'm working on getting myself out of my shell, talking to girls and stuff like that. And there was a guy that was kind of like a community leader for all the young guys in Vienna that wanted to work on their dating life. And he said, hey, there's this Dominic Borde. He does a seminar. And I think it was for free. I think it was a free seminar. Yes, it was a free seminar. Because the first you recorded a yeah. program there. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Oh, my God. I have no idea who this Dominic Board is. Googled you, saw some cool stuff. All right, let's go. And it was, I think, a two- or three-day seminar or something. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, like was... 2009 or yeah, 2010, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yes. And I showed up, and it was fucking amazing. It was the, the charisma that you had and the openness with which you talked about certain aspects of you know uh, man male female dynamics sexuality it was so beautiful to see and you know what because back then the only dating um uh, dating gurus that i knew were kind of shady you know all the american stuff back then were always, like, a little bit weird. Uh, The guy who who talks about it was always, like, some weirdo, you know? And then here you were, and you were... um a really cool dude, you had your life together, you weren't creepy or weird, and you just openly talked about it. Like, hey, you know, uh, if you want to talk to a girl, tell her openly that you like her. Um, and I remember one of the things that you said is like, if you really find a, a really attractive woman in the middle of the day, go walk up to her and tell her that she made your day because she's beautiful. And I even said that to a girl, I think like a day later or so, and she loved it. And and what I'm saying is like, you It's you're- funny, you remember more about this seminar than I do. I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. I have no idea what I what I was doing back then. <laughs> and yeah, like that was always kind of like your style, this like openness and and just being honest and straightforward with things. And that was really inspiring. And uh, and, and yeah, that that one seminar alone was really really life changing. And and you know, ever since, how did how how did we get in touch after that? I can't even remember. I think um,
0: I saw some of the stuff you did and i remember that that you were at this uh, what i remembered you were one of those guys at the seminar yeah. that really put themselves <laughs> into it and that gave their best and i kind of liked that and i saw you you know on social media and stuff for, right. for for a while and then one time i just contacted you and i was just asking how are you doing and stuff and then I we kind of met in in uh,
1: in, in vienna right or did you come oh, to kiev you I came to kiev i went to kiev, kiev. Were went you to there kiev? already primosh you just came visit us in Kiev, and I remember where we ate that ice cream?
0: In the middle of the night, we had that ice cream. Yeah, but it was a great ice cream. I remember that. Was one
1: that. Of the best ice creams I've ever had. And still, when
0: I, when somebody asks me, "What do you know about Kiev?" I say, "Well, they have some great ice cream
1: there." <laughs> it was so funny. It was like 3 a.m. and we're just eating the ice cream. That's right. You came to visit, and then you know, ever since then, when I'm in Vienna, we get a steak almost every single time. And uh, so, what what is it that you're doing exactly now? Because you went kind of from the day dating thing to more like relationship counseling i started i started
0: with the i started with the dating because you know back then that was kind of like my own interest because back then i just split up and you know i i kind of said well i don't want any guy to hurt anymore so that Mm. was my first Mm. my, my first step into this and then i was just working with guys and after a while because i kind of got known all over the place in 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 Austria and then some Germans came and then all of a sudden women came Mm. and they wanted some male advice Mm. and I remember back then I was still thinking well should I do that you know Mm. am I able to talk to women and tell them something about relationships Mm. and help them with that and from there you know I had couples And when you have couples you've got couples with kids and then you basically have the whole vegetable garden of (laughs) human problems (laughs) with uh, with all the with all the you know hardship stories and everything and i i i enjoyed that part of it more because it's probably also more you know more fitting to my age and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because i got into this when i was already a little bit older you Mm -hmm. know i I think i started this when i was like 34 years old or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. so quite some time ago and yeah, so that it, it kind of developed from there.
1: Nice, nice. And then when you started with that, uh, cause you told me this story a couple times and I think we also had it on my old channel. <clears throat> so <laughs> you were just randomly emailing the biggest Austrian TV channel and you said, hey, I'm an expert <laughs> at relationships. Well, that's that's not, well, it's it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. I actually
0: contacted, we actually contacted everybody. Uh, my girlfriend back then, you know, she kind of helped me with that. And uh, we contacted every radio station, every television, everybody. And I figured, well, what's going to happen from that? Not much, probably. And the biggest Austrian uh, TV station, you know, that they called me and they asked me if i can say something about uh what's it called um if a guy gets married but he does it for the money what do you what, what do you call <laughs> gold that digger? yeah gold digger <laughs> but there's like a special word for for that anyway and if i can say something about that and i never knew anything about that i never <laughs> had anything to do with that but uh, back in america i knew some some guys because um, I've, i had a talent agency and one of my guys there um he actually was a a crook i mean he he was <laughs> yeah he was he was a crook well he used to be a crook and he 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 like did a bunch of stuff with casinos in las vegas and rich people and stuff and then he got in jail and after that he became an actor right and see well I was an older guy and he 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 told me a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stories he'd done <laughs> and stuff so i figured well since i know him and 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 i know some stuff i can do it right so i went to the tv station And uh, before that, I Googled a little bit, you know, in order to be an expert, right? (laughs) That's just the way you do it. That's what you do. Yeah, you put on bigger shoes that you have and then you kind of like grow into them, right? And after I did that talk there, uh, the lady came up to me and said, well, next week we're gonna talk about this. And are you able to do that? And I said, of course, I mean.
1: (laughs) I'm an expert, don't you? (laughs) Yeah,
0: if they they would have wanted a foreign minister, I would have done it as well back then, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that and then that was kind of like your main source of of getting clients no I had I had clients before that Mm. already
0: and that was just the that was just the first TV appearance or it's actually that wasn't even the first TV appearance it was like the fifth TV appearance Mm. already and then and then you know they they had me there almost every week (laughs) and so i got (laughs) a little bit more known over austria but still that was not my main uh, that that that, that was not the main way we commercialized it because most people came by referrals you know Mm. back then Mm -hmm uh that, that was the way it went and I mean, there
1: was nothing else that was like, I, that's when i knew in 2009 but how when did you
0: start do you remember the year 2002 th- about 2009 2008 2009 is when i started
1: so how and did we you... didn't
0: do any advertising none of it there,
1: i mean there wasn't anything uh, the, to do i mean facebook ads have just started and well, barely anybody was using it yeah well it, it it all started
0: with uh it all started with uh um a facebook post of mine you A know? single post. A single post. I, 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 I had some idea, or something about relationship, I don't remember what it was. And I just put it onto Facebook, right? And there was like five likes or four likes or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, great, people like that stuff, you know? <laughs> and then that I was sitting yes, and then I was sitting down and I was just writing stuff and and, and people kinda caught on to that. Yeah, and then somebody said, then I had my first TV appearance, there, there was something about dating, and then some guy came up and said, you need a website, right? So yeah. I made a website, but I didn't even know what I was going to say. Mm. And um, in, in, in Austria, we called it Beziehungscoach, right? Yeah, relationship, relationship coach. coach yeah. yeah. But this didn't exist back then. Mm. You know, there was only psychological treatment you know yeah. and psychotherapist and stuff like yeah. that but there was no Beziehungscoach. coach people mm. didn't know but but I called it that and mm. I guess I was one of the first people that mm. that in the German-speaking market used that word and actually in the beginning I didn't really know what I was doing and how to write a blog and all this kind of stuff but that's how we started yeah really small
1: There's so much value in in what you just said, especially for someone who listens to that. Like, number one, I love the fact that you said, oh, I just put something on Facebook and five people liked it. And, oh, I I love it. You know, like so many people nowadays, unless it gets a thousand likes or a thousand views, they're like, oh, it's not working. Right. But five people is still five freaking people. You know, like like even when I have like a post, like an Instagram reel that gets like only 300 views, 300 views. Imagine 300 people in a room. And they're all listening to you. The room would be packed, right? How crazy is that? That's the first thing. So I was like, be hyped about every single piece of engagement, even if it's just one person that said, hey, that's actually pretty valuable. I've never thought about that. That's already winning, right? In nowadays, world with the internet is like, unless it's going viral, it's practically useless. That's what we think. But that's not true.
0: That's not true, no. And
1: the other thing is what I loved is you like, you know, uh, put yourself on a bigger, uh, a bigger pair of shoes and just grow into it. This whole idea of like, I had no idea what I was doing, but- I don't care, I'm, I'm already helping people, right? A lot of people that, that wanna start a coaching business, they think like, only once I'm experienced, only once I got freaking 10 years of experience, only once I'm an unquestionable expert, then, then I can coach. But that's not even true because you have to grow into it. I, I, I really did it
0: exactly the opposite way around because you know I never learned like the regular way how normal people learn something, You know, yeah. go to school, do an education and stuff like that. When I was, 14 I moved out from from my parents home and I basically moved into the gym right so that's what that was my start and from then on I kind of like always did stuff that I didn't know anything about and Mm. then kind of grew into it Mm. you know and uh, especially I think this is something I learned in America you know where you don't have that typical way of doing things at least back then it was like that you know anybody (laughs) can do anything and uh that's also how i became a talent agent because that was just back then i i I got married for a green card and Ah, uh i didn't know yeah yeah i got married for a green card well that was the schwarzenegger thing because he told me in order to have a work (laughs) permit there i need to either you know be hired for a very special job that nobody else can do or you can win the lottery there's a lottery for the green card that's right i remember and the third way is you have to get married right and so uh, I found myself a wife to marry, right? <laughs> and, and I mean, she knew about that stuff, but yeah, yeah. she was also in love with me. And you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a relationship going on as well, but she was working for a talent agency. <laughs> and then after you know, a short period of time, I said, well, we can do this by ourselves. And, and to be honest, in the beginning, the same thing. I didn't know anything about it but I kind of got like into it. Hmm. And back then I was like 18 or something like that. So for me, that was, you know, Hollywood and the whole, the whole thing in, in having a big tower uh, office and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So I, I enjoyed it, you know, but I wasn't really, how can I say, um, I wasn't really professional about it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah, yeah. I would do things a little different, but I just kind of like tried stuff. And that, that, that was the way how I adapted to everything I did in my life.
1: Let's backtrack here for a second. So, because you're like, yeah, yeah, Arnold told me to do the green card. So, okay, so you're moving out of your parents' house at 14. Yes. How old are you now?
0: I'm 52.
1: You're looking good, man. Looking good. So, when you were 14, what year was it then? Yeah, I got You see. do the. You're better with I'm the not numbers. I'm gonna do math here. <laughs> I'm gonna do nothing. So you're 52 now. So yeah. you were born in 1971. 19- 1971. So at 14, it was 85. Yes. So. What happened If then? you say so. <laughs> You're probably, it's 85, so 85, what, So what did you do, and then when did you move to the States, and how did you meet Arnold Schwarzenegger? Let's kind of go
0: through that. Wow, okay. Well, the first thing I did is I was, like I said, I, I wanted to become a bodybuilder yeah
1: bodybuilder
0: bodybuilder and when i was 14 you know that was the big thing i wanted to have muscles and i wanted to look like that because you know i i, I was a i was a uh, quite a big child you know i had mm. a lot of fat mm. and then i kind of lost it and then you know I, I i wanted to develop like a nicer looking body so that yeah. was the first thing and back then no, nobody was doing workouts yeah. i mean you know people if, if they would have seen somebody going on a treadmill they would have thought you're crazy what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing you know <laughs> are you like a hamster in a wheel right <laughs> that, that, that's that's how people were talking you know yeah. what nutrition what the fuck is that, yeah, you know, that yeah, was that, yeah. that was the time back then so that was quite unique and and to do something like that and i enjoyed that and i basically started working out in the gym i got to know the owner And uh, the owner was actually a guy from Australia, but he had lots of connection to America and California and kind of like that stuff. So we were always talking about that. It was like the big thing, you Mm. know, going to the States and Mm. this whole stuff. So I was, uh, back then I was then, I was working in the gym and uh i decided on my
1: i think 17th birthday birthday a
0: few days afterwards uh i i went to the states and uh, that
1: was then 1987
0: something like that
1: 1987 with 17 you're flying to the states yes how was i mean how were the flights back then there was no tv on the freaking nothing i don't think so but that that probably was the least of my problems you know (laughs) i I was so excited And then, so you were on that flight and you flew to the California right away? To yes. LA. I, Did you have a plan? Did you have a place to stay? So you
0: leave the airport. None, what do you do? None. I left the airport and I said Venice Beach because I knew that was <laughs> Gold's Gym. <laughs> that was the thing, right? Were you hopped in a taxi or a bus? or what? Taxi. taxi cab and 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 i was so excited i was in la you know and all the lights and everything i even loved the airport i was going crazy right so yeah and i said i you bring me to venice beach right and the driver you know he, he back then Venice Beach was not the best of areas right? Yeah, in, yeah. at night you know not a good area to be in so he kind of like probably worried for me and he uh he dropped me off at a hotel which was quite fortunate it was Right next, right next to the beach, mm. and this is where all the bodybuilding stars were staying. Oh. So, so,
1: do you think he saw you being bigger, and he's like, ah, some bodybuilding? I, I I'm sure
0: go. I told him that, mm. that, that that my whole story in the cab <laughs> back then, you know, and 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 yes, and and he dropped me off at this uh, back then it was called the Marina Pacific Hotel, and all the bodybuilders were staying there, and the lady that. Was the manager of the hotel? She kind of liked me, you know. And being a young kid from Austria, you know, she kind of like helped me. And the first thing I went there uh, when I went there, you know, I was like, "Where's Arnold? Where's Arnold?" <laughs> <laughs> I was really—it was really kind of like that. That's funny. And uh, yeah, and then and, I, and then I went there to the gym, to Gold's Gym, and there was um, uh, Artie Zella. And Artie Zella—he was mm. the photographer yep. of of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He did all the old shots. And he spoke he spoke German and he liked talking German, mm. right? He knew a few words from Arnold, mm-hmm. actually only curses. <laughs> yeah, of course, classic. <laughs> and 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 yes, and then he got me to meet Arnold, right?
1: Right away, the first day?
0: Ah, uh, no, not the first day. I mean, there was the. I don't really know how that happened anymore, but uh, you know, after a while, and then we also were in a magazine together.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: there was a, There was a magazine came out like a muscle magazine, uh, and the title of the story was California Dreaming.
1: And Sick. there was like a
0: story about a guy going to going to uh going to America and meeting Schwarzenegger and have, all this kind of stuff. Do you
1: still have that magazine somewhere? I have
0: a I have a um I'm I'm somewhere, I'm sure I'll find a a shot of that.
1: Sick. Maybe yeah. you can find it while we talk about that. California. I'm sure you, you won't. You won't. <laughs> it's not in the net. It's not
0: in that. I have somewhere I have a I have a picture of it somewhere. Yeah. 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 But I have to I have to look it up if yeah. I find it, I'm not sure.
1: Dude okay so how did you get to meet arnold because
0: i was looking that f- for that already yeah, you know yeah, times and times yeah. ago you know I'm, i i would love i mean maybe my mother still has a magazine of yeah. that because i gave it to everyone right of course, but of i didn't course. keep one for myself i guess <laughs> over the years anyways so and and that was that was the first connection and then i was um i actually asked arnold you know what am i supposed to do and what can i do and stuff like that and the first thing, like the first advice, was you know you need a green card because mm. otherwise you can't you can't work, right? Yeah. And then uh, there was there were there were tif- different avenues I could have taken, but then in the end I, I decided that uh, I'm gonna stay with the uh, with the Hollywood Hollywood agency thing because mm. that to me was the most appealing thing you know mm, yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah and uh yeah we were we were doing uh models for tv commercials and for uh print editorials and stuff like that nice and that's how it all started
1: and then how did you come back to austria how long were you staying in the states i
0: was there almost seven years i think Damn. So yeah it was like 94 or 93, 94-ish. something like that yeah
1: Damn. and then just back to austria yes what did you do then
0: well that w- you see back then that's that's um when I, when I came back to Austria, I don't even remember what, I, what did I do first. I was, I was selling something. I think I was working, uh, I was working at a car dealership or something mm. like that, nothing big. And then afterwards, what was the next thing I was doing? I was doing many things.
1: What made you go back? from the States. Okay. Well, that's another
0: long story. We we, (laughs) we need four podcasts to tell all that. We got time. Okay. Well, the first thing uh, back then uh, in the 80s there was like a big thing with the police uh, beating up on some black guy uh back then and there were like big riots in LA and they they mm. turned they, they burned everything the down LA it was called riots, the LA riots that. I mean right? I don't
1: remember being but you know I heard I read about it I was yes. like four years old yes, like yes. <laughs> and I was over there
0: and uh, the whole agency business and this whole thing kind of like crashed down right and i got i went really broke back then like really broke i was like selling my car <laughs> sleeping on the floor um. uh having barely anything to eat and stuff I like so that was a really hard time but i was like i don't want to go back you know i want to i want to you know push this through and, and 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 make it and uh back then my brother you know he had an idea in austria to build some business thing which then actually never happened. So, Mm. you know, but I went over there to kind of like start that Mm. and then didn't work out. And yeah, then I was there for a while. Mm. And then I started the next thing.
1: Damn, what a crazy life. Were you always like that or was that something that you grew into? I know for me, it was, I was always safety and do, you know, the, the right thing, go study. And then really- Never. At one point for me, it was like, you know what, why, fuck this? And that's where, you know, also, you know, things like your seminar, I'm like, inspired me so much. I'm like, hey, maybe the normal path isn't for me. But for me, it was something very much that I switched within about, within the time frame of a year or two. For you, was that always the case or was there also a switch like it was for me?
0: There was, I, I never loved school. Mm. I always hated it. Mm. I didn't like it. And I, I didn't study at all, anything, mm. right? <laughs> it happened afterwards. Mm. Like when I when I did all my educations, you know, for becoming a coach and everything that I got interested in, and all the other stuff I did, I kind of like. Then when I had interest for it, I learned it. But in school, I was hardly ever there. Like <laughs> I said, you know. <laughs> the classic, right? Yeah,
1: your brother the same, or were you the only one in the family?
0: Uh, I'm well. Actually, actually, it's my my I have uh, one half brother and two step brothers, mm-hmm. so we're. Kind of like totally different, right? Mm, So you can't compare, but he doesn't like school either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in that way, we're the same. It's funny because for me, my family was like, I was the guy, I was the kid that was academically good. I was always good in school. At first, the teachers kept saying he could be so good, he could be so smart, but he doesn't give a damn enough because I was always joking with my, you know, the guy that sat next to me in school, stuff like that. But then, um, at the end, towards the end of high school, I really started. I mean, I always had good grades. Towards the end of high school, I just wanted to get all A's. So I got all A's, straight A's wow. everywhere, just to prove him that I could do it or to prove myself, I guess. Um, and then my brother was always the one who's really bad in school. He was always the one that, you know, they, he had to get extra teachers, you know, like homeschooling and stuff like that. Like, I, my memory of childhood is so vivid about my mom, you know, practicing French vocabulary with my brother and doing math homework with him like all day. He was like, he, my mom was fully occupied with getting my brother through school. And my little sister for her, was kind of like a mix. She was doing fine. Just like a typical girl, you know, was doing fine enough. Uh, but for me, I was always like the overperformer, And my brother was always kind of like, quote unquote, the black sheep. And then, around when i was around 1920 when i got into this whole dating thing and then you know i had the opportunity to work for free for uh uh, rsd rsd tyler as an assistant it was a similar story to yours like i basically had the opportunity to to work for free for six months unpaid in the states as an unpaid assistant so i kind of also had to fly there and stuff like that but when i pitched that idea to my parents because i needed money to do it they were like they loved it for sure yeah yeah. (laughs) they're like wait you like you're your brother maybe but not you like you have everything going in the real world for you You got good grades now you're studying you're pretty good at studying as well like you and i'm literally i'm like i went home and i'm like hey i quit university i need five thousand dollars to travel to the states to work for free and they're like you're joking right like that's so not you maybe your, your brother would do that but not you what the hell like where is all this these crazy ideas coming from you're always kind of like the safety guy um so for me it was it was it was very much kind of like a hail mary thing but i'm i'm happy i did it and uh you know that's why i kind of ask everyone always like what was the what was the spark that ignited it all for you
0: my spark yeah you know to be honest i remember when i was a really little child like mm-hmm. I, I was I was so young that I was sleeping in the garden of my parents house in a tent. And for <laughs> me, that was an adventure, almost yeah. that, like that age, you know, like yeah. first grade or something like the first few years in school. Right. Yeah. And the only thing we were to talk about, me and my best friends were like some like people we idolized, you know, like musicians, stars, anything like that. And we were always kind of like, how do they feel? How do they do that? How mm. do they get there? Mm. So that that started really early. And I always had an interest in personal development, like from an early age on, I didn't know what it was, but I, I it was interesting yeah. to me, right? So in school, uh, there was nothing that interested me, because actually I was never really stupid, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I realized that I can learn things quite quick, but it was, I don't know, somebody said it was too easy for me i think i was just a kid and i wasn't interested in 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 doing that at that point but once i i got found something that caught my interest once i wanted something once i i said okay this is it like with the bodybuilding you know i went all in and i was training two times a day and 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 weighing my food and 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 writing down my protein take Mm -hmm. and i i went into that like like a real science right Mm -hmm and i was always good in meeting people so even back then in the gym when i was like 14 years old i got to know the owner i got mm. to know all the important people there right and and and, and i kind of like had my own crowd and then i got fascinated with america mm. and this whole idea of california and 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 then again, you know, I, I kind of like let life take over and whatever, you know, wherever it takes me, yeah. I was always able to, to, to find a way to, to get there. And uh, somebody, I, I, I once said, I probably would have become the world's greatest bullshit artist <laughs> if I wouldn't have done what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly all the same thing with the, with the, with the Hollywood agents and stuff. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I really didn't know. But I did it anyways, and I got to meet those people. And I'm not saying I was doing really good at it, mm. you know. I was okay, you know, and everybody was impressed by it. But it was just more like an ego thing, right? Yeah. I like to go to the movies and and, and, and and go to the Hollywood parties and stuff. Like, that's the reason why I did it, you know. Not because I had a real interest in the film industry. But with the relationship thing, and that probably is, that was the spark because my childhood wasn't that great. You know, there's a reason why I moved out f- from home when I was 14 years old. And uh, and I guess that was, later on, that was the spark that I could see that this is something that really can help people mm. and also to see to have an effect on people, you know, like with, with their lives, with their families, with the whole thing. That that really, that, that had a lot of input. No? Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Do you... Do you sometimes think in contrast where L.A. was back then and where it is right now? Yes. What do you think of how – because I look at L.A. right now and I lived there in 2013, 14-ish. And back then it was kind of already on the decline, homeless people everywhere. Like I remember I left a nightclub once and there was like police and like helicopters with the spotlight. And they're like, oh, yeah, someone just got stabbed like right there. And for me as an Austrian, like, we don't have that in Austria. People don't just get stabbed in Austria, you know. Uh, well, I
0: did see some, a lot of stuff like that, you know, shootings and things like mm. that. They, they happen there. If you live there for a while, like, you know, once, I mean, I, I, I once, you know, I was driving my car and somebody, like, held a gun, you know,
1: Ooh. through
0: his car, you know, through the window and stuff like that because I cut him off at a, at a light and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, so there's, there you. that was one of the things when I came back to Austria at first everything felt so small so safe and so easy you know what i'm saying that nothing was 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 a problem anymore because over there you know you really learn how to face your fears you know and 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 do things that are kind of like different i would not want to live there anymore uh for many reasons political reasons and also for the way it kind of like went down back then was the greatest thing ever i mean yeah yeah you know
1: it always changes you know like back then LA was the big dream nowadays there's other places where people want to go to you know I mean look at a good example is Dubai right 20 years ago Dubai was nothing it was literally a desert nowadays you like Dubai? nah I've been there for the first time earlier this year when was the last time we saw each other?
0: We saw each other...
1: It was maybe actually that last summer, I think.
0: I think so, yes. Some steak. Got we got went, some we went for steak in Vienna. Yeah, I yeah. remember <laughs> for that. For sure, I
1: remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was in Dubai for the first time. <laughs> well,
0: actually, no. We saw each other after that one more time, but also in Vienna at of the course, hotel. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was there, and uh, I mean, it was kind of what I expected. Over the top, everybody tries to be the coolest, most baller kind of guy. Um, but... It's still nice like it's one of these places where you're mostly spending time in the hotel and hotel complex it's also artificial right that's it's, the
0: word, exactly. I mean, yeah. I can I can go to a shopping center anywhere in the world exactly. and it looks like Dubai. Exactly. You know what I'm and, saying? And the
1: thing is like, and then you go to places like Cyprus where it's the exact opposite. Right. It's like you don't, not yet, although it turns into this, where we are right now, actually, there's a huge hotel and villa complex called, right. called Cap St. George's. It's like right there when you go there. Right. And that's kind of like, it becomes this curated experience again where the beach is reshaped into you know looking nicer than it naturally is and the hotel is there and the bars and stuff like that but what I, other than that like about cyprus is is very natural you can go to a random rock formation and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's not a tourist spot it's not claimed by a hotel it's just you just go there you take a walk It just exists yeah exactly and 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 that's what i like about cyprus is much more natural it's also what i like about places in austria you just go there and it's just gorgeous and there's no hotel no nothing Right. So that was kind of like the thing about uh, about Dubai. But, you know, it's cool to be there every now and then. It kind of also, what I really liked is like the whole uh, the whole luxury that you can get there. It's kind of inspiring. And you see people there, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I'm a baller. Look at me. I got my new Rolex or whatever. Or uh, we made so and so much money last month. And then you go there and you're nothing. You're peanuts. You know, oh, you made a 200K profit. You think you're the shit. You are nothing. This guy wears a watch that you know the watch that this guy is wearing over there smoking the shisha in the corner that watch is worth more than the profit you made in the last three years you know <laughs> so that is kind of cool and uh i've always had this as a i uh in terms of envy i think there's so many people out there that get envious especially with social media right and they're like oh you have more than them so they hate on you and so on and so forth they try to dethrone you or whatever but i've always tried to reframe it as like Oh, cool. Well, if this guy can do it or that girl can make more money than me, so why can't I? I've always seen it kind of as an inspiration. That's why if I ever do go to Dubai, I'm not hating on the place as much. I'm just more like, cool, like it shows me what's possible. These people are also just the same kind of people as me. So let's go make some more money. Let's go help a bunch more people and build something awesome.
0: Well, a lot of people they go there for taxes and stuff. But as that you also, said yeah. before, what I don't like about it is everything is fake. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't want like a fake sea thing with palms and bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't get that. Yeah. I, I I don't think that's. And then you got this this this. this uh, every every building has to be taller than the other one. But <laughs> yeah. it's still not New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, they exactly, can do yeah. whatever, but no, you know. But it I've been there point. two times, and yeah, I was I had a good time there but I I would never I mean this is one of the places I would never live. I mean mm. I couldn't do it. Mm. So you just... Un,
1: you just live in Austria now? Yes. And uh, you bought this crazy truck what is it a defender yes a land rover yeah robot, yes. and it's and you may <laughs> the, the way I have it in my memory it's like you made some modifications that's so basically ready for the apocalypse <laughs> that's what it's for <laughs> Does it have a we're still
0: we're still <laughs> we're still waiting for the apocalypse to happen so finally we can go be zombie killers or something like that I mean here's the crazy thing um of course it has a wrench of course it has a sure <laughs> if I have to get somebody out of a difficult relationship I got my wrench.
1: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, And, you know, because, like, this whole, like, 2020 COVID stuff, you were full-on in there because you were in Austria. Yes. And I was in Ukraine back then. And Ukraine, you know, is Eastern European. Yeah, maybe. They
0: don't care that much.
1: You know, like that. So you go there and, you know, officially they had lockdowns and everything but of course you call the restaurant like yeah yeah it's open you yeah, just come in back door you know so you come into the back door right and you think like you're the only one no 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 restaurant it's full. completely full <sighs> packed packed they just had the the you know the windows barricaded so <laughs> you couldn't see from the outside it's open but you go in there and it's just normal life and i remember <clears throat> this one time we were at some some, some relatively famous restaurant and you know it was officially full-on lockdown. That was at the height of the lockdown, and I'm just, I'm sitting there with a bunch of friends of mine, <clears throat> some of my team member, and I'm just, you know, you know me. I'm like, you, I rant about a crazy story. I tell some story, and then in the periphery, I see the door opening, like busting open, and freaking SWAT coming in, like a special unit, special ops, Ukrainian special forces, <laughs> with the ma- you know, with the full-on the terror the the counterterrorism masks you know the mp guns and stuff like that and the boots like the full police gear you know right and they're coming in but i was so in the zone i'm like i'm i'm gonna finish my story man so they go in you know <clears throat> they yell around and you know like hey everybody has to go i mean they weren't like assaulting or anything they were like hey guys this is closed. the party is over it's locked down get out of here A.K.A. the owner didn't pay the, the the owner didn't pay the corruption money to us early enough, so we're <laughs> gonna close this thing down. You know that's how probably it works. Um, and I remember then you know they go from table to table, but I'm still in the middle of my story. And then one of these SWAT guys with you know I mean he didn't point the gun, he had the gun in his hand, you know like right. a submachine gun or whatever. And he just comes up and he says something in russian you know and i'm like no no english and i keep talking the story and he's like eh stop you have to go and i'm like yeah let me finish my story real quick and he just says Okay, and I think he was so much in my frame that he was he couldn't handle it. It was like, oh, well, I guess I'll wait here. So he stood just there waiting for, for my to story finish. to finish. Yeah, uh, but anyways, like that was Ukraine. That was, and that we were throwing parties at like I would rent a big mansion with a big pool. I was throwing parties out for my thirtieth birthday and all that. And all my friends from Austria, they're like, "Wait a minute, is this an old story from like two years ago?" I'm like, "No, what? It's right now." So. The contrast was very, very crazy because in Austria it was full on lockdown and with the mask and all that jazz and all this crazy stuff, and and you were in there and you were like, I'm gonna buy a Jeep. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get ready for the apocalypse.
0: Well, I didn't get the Jeep for the COVID or for the, but but for the apocalypse. I I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to have a car that where I sit higher and where I feel safe, I and like it, I just like, 100%. I always love that kind of car. Yeah. You know.
1: Also, doesn't the Jeep run even? it's it runs mostly uh, analog it doesn't have a lot of electronics there is no
0: there's there's almost no electronics
1: that's the key that's the key because if there's like an EMP or a Sun flare or some stuff like you know you with your little Tesla all nice that it's all electronic but all it takes is like one freaking EMP or you you know like you know how they call these like Sun flares Mm mm-hmm that like a sun flare could just wipe out the entire electricity grid electricity grid, and then, then your car doesn't work anymore. But if you have an analog car, you should still just start it because it's just the ignition turns on the engine and off you go. By the way, maybe we want to fix the lighting here. I got I a little bit of sun in the, in the thing, but we can keep rolling at the same time. Um, so, yeah. So... You still want to live full on in Austria, or you have plans of moving somewhere? What's your plan? What are you doing? Well, to be
0: honest, I'm I'm thinking about having like a two places residency mm. thing going on, uh, and I'm looking for different places. Dubai is not gonna be it. <laughs> we already okay. cleared that so you've
1: up. So you tested it, and you were like, nah. Nah,
0: that 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 was never in the question. Nope. I would never do that. But I was actually looking Cyprus and Malta is also another mm. option and stuff. I want to be someplace you know, where. There's the sea and yes. where it's lots of nature and stuff yes. like that and have like a two residence kind of thing
1: i can really like uh, I'm, i keep saying this to everyone like the more i'm here uh, the more i love it here it's so cyprus is so good for at least the stage that i'm in in my life right now I, I don't want much distractions i don't really want to live in a city the noise i'm so sensitive towards noise traffic noise nowadays i'm just i just want my peace i just want um, I love getting up in the morning. First thing is, I, I take a walk in the sunshine. I get my first four or 5,000 steps in just in sunshine, you know, before the sun gets too aggressive. I get my vitamin D and then I do some stretching. Then I put my morning steak in the pan. I listen to something. You'll
0: have a morning steak? Yeah, yeah,
1: every day. <laughs> I've eaten steak every single day since April 2022. Every single day, two to three steaks. So, Calcare 365 days. Time, you know, times three to four steaks. I've eaten over a thousand steaks in the last- The cows
0: year. are going to come to hunt <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have a great butcher here. He already knows me. He's like, hey, man, Max, what's up? Come in here, my friend. Uh, what do you need today? You know, like full on. Uh, I always get the best filet. And I always go there and I'm like, um, oh, you guys have local filet? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they have like the full piece there, you know? And and he's like, how much you want? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the, everything. So how do you do your steak? You do it on the grill or you, you know, do it in the pan? Own. So first of all, I travel with my own pan. Yes. I have my own ceramic pan.
0: Ah, okay. Because
1: most, you know, every time when you stay in a villa or in an Airbnb, it's hit or miss, either they have a good pan or not. <laughs> Usually they don't have a good pan. And if you've ever tried to cook a damn steak in a pot. I have one more. And you're like, get out of here. So I'm like, ah, a pan doesn't weigh too much, weighs two, three kilos doesn't take much space because it's just a flat thing I don't have a, a flat I don't have a, a iron I have a ceramic because iron is very heavy
0: yes in the <laughs> you got to have your travel luggage full <laughs> with one pen exactly exactly <laughs> so I have my I have my
1: ceramic pan
0: have you ever tried with the with the thermostat have you ever tried that no so, so, no well, you I should don't need do that to.
1: I, I mean I've made over a thousand steaks in nah, the last 365 I, days I, I, I
0: tell you I tell you if you put it on the grill yeah and you use it with a the thermos thing.
1: So, you put the th- you mean where you put the thermostat inside to make a, sure that it has a good temperature? You need
0: a huge steak, right? Yeah. You need a big one, yeah. right? Okay. And then you put it on the grill each side two minutes, yeah. and then you put the thing in there and you wait till it's like 53 degrees exactly. Nice. Middle, middle. Nice. And it will be perfect.
1: Oh, man, we gotta. We gotta I, I
0: learned that actually this summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my big <laughs> takeaway for this summer yeah. how to make the perfect steak.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, I know exactly how to make mine, at least in my pan. Um, And it's great. I'm eating this every single day. So, great breakfast, plus five to six eggs. I remembered
0: you being a vegetarian when we met first. Yeah, Yeah,
1: 2009 to 2000, last year, 2022 which then 12 13 years and you
0: gave it up because of the workout or what was the reason Uh, yeah so you like steak so much
1: (laughs) Uh, so first of all the first thing that i noticed was that uh i plateaued at the gym yeah i looked at pictures from like four or five years earlier and i'm like i haven't changed why the hell am i going to the gym three four five times a week if i'm not getting any gains from that (laughs) plus i also i i didn't feel good i felt very tired i felt very prone to anxiety and stress really yes I I felt like mentally I was much less, quote-unquote, stable. I wasn't mentally unstable, but things would piss me off faster. Really? I would get scared faster. I would have negative thoughts faster. Like, basically, all the symptoms of low testosterone, as I found out later, right? Mm -hmm. And funny enough, and here's the crazy part, not to get, like, you know, this is not the conspiracy freaking podcast here, but here's what actually happened. So... Because I was a vegetarian, I still did blood tests relatively frequently. Yeah. And but mostly to check, you know, vitamin D, vitamin B, zinc, iron and so on and so forth. And it was always okay. My testosterone specifically was in the bottom third but still in the normal range. Now here's the crazy thing. That's not I didn't even know that, but it's actually true. You can look that up. What they've done is over the years they've adjusted the normal range of testosterone downwards, which means 10 years ago, I would have been outside of the normal range with ah, my testosterone. so now they
0: lowered it exactly. so that it's they're, normal. They're just
1: lowering the standards. like, oh yeah, you gotta lower testosterone, but it's still the normal range.
0: Sometimes they up the standards <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they can sell you some other <laughs> exactly. thing, right?
1: Uh, but anyways, they, they lowered it, and and um, and I was like, well, you know, I'm in the lower range, but that's fine. right? And doctor even said, yeah, you know, can happen, right. la die and as I found out later, that was the very source of me not feeling so good. I was just schlepping myself to the gym just sweating and breathing and just everything was hard. And you know how they say testosterone is a hormone that makes hard work feel good? Yeah. And it's exactly what I didn't have. Everything felt hard, no matter what I did. And because I have such crazy amounts of discipline and always had, I just plowed through, right? And just, you know, the the worse my testosterone got, the more discipline I had to build to just do the normal things in my life. But because I have a lot of discipline, I was still able to function above average compared to the average person. And, um, and but then again, like my problem was like, I'm like, why am I going to the gym? I don't see any changes. Um, I'm constantly struggling with uh, with not getting good results at the gym, but also cravings. Lot of cravings, eating, and sticking to a diet was really hard for me. Like I could do it for two, three days, and then binging. Two, three days binging. Two, three days binging. And it was always this yo-yo. Like I either binged like crazy, or I fasted for 24 hours just to get back on track and all that stuff. And then on top of that, you know, all the uh, all the anxiety and stress and all that was really getting to me. And then at that same time, I was checking out my now mentor Nikki Bra. I had him on the podcast last time as well, and um, He's all about. I mean, he's a little bit extreme, and you know, some of it is kind of marketing exaggeration. But he has he has the heart on the right spot, and he's extremely smart at what he does, and he's extremely cool and smart guy. So I gotta say this too. But you know, on his Instagram, he's always like, "Yeah, if you're vegan or vegetarian, it's really bad for your, for your, for everything. Basically, don't, don't do it." I'm cool with a son like this. Actually, I'm fine. Yeah, and um, and he kind of wrote about, "Hey, listen, you gotta kind of have." meat in your diet you know and at the same time i was in lapland in the arctic circle in the north of finland with my girlfriend and that's kind of brewing in my brain this whole like maybe i should start eating meat again you know maybe And, and a big reason why i was more okay with that idea was because i had the finances to actually say well i don't have to buy it at the supermarket i can buy my my meat directly from the farmer and one of the big reasons why i didn't want to eat meat in the first place was because i was didn't want to be part of an industry where i said you know they bring up the cattle they never see the sunlight and then they just get slaughtered so that was one of the big things for me um so i'm in lapland and uh my Girlfriend's dad has a piece of reindeer meat, dry reindeer meat, and you know, typical dad. You know, he sits on the couch watching TV and he cuts off a slice, eats it like a chewing gum, cuts off some more, eats it like a gum. You know, for him it was just a a snack, and he said, "Hey Max, you want to try some? I know you're vegetarian, but you want to try some?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Well, you know, I bought it straight from the from from the reindeer farm, so it's not processed or anything." And he's like, "It's literally just." dried meat there's no nothing else no added no nothing and then i google it i'm like macros 100 grams reindeer meat and i'm like oh my god this yeah, is just probably pure great pro- yeah. it's pure pro- right. protein and fat and for me as a vegetarian all i knew was cottage cheese low-fat quark like all this stuff you know i always had to get like the weird stuff and here I just that's had the hard a- part about it exactly that and you here- don't know
0: what to eat and 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 if you have <clears> if, you, if it's like a time thing yeah then you're better off with, exactly. with cooking meat and stuff and, like and that. And here
1: I just had a piece of pure protein, just no, no chemicals, no downsides, no nothing. And I'm like, that's kind of something I was always wishing for as I was a vegetarian. Just give me pure protein. So I ate that and it was delicious. And I'm like, oh shit, that's good. And then the next day, as it happened, we visited, I think, my girlfriend's uh, aunt and uncle, and they were, they were cooking mousse. They were like, we bought moose meat moose. from some Hunter or something like that, like moose goulash or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? Tell them that I'm not a vegetarian anymore and that I will eat it. And they made it for me, and it was great. It was amazing, and it felt good, and it felt so light. And that is where I then also contacted Nicky Bra, and I'm like, hey, uh, I want to get into your coaching. I heard a lot of good things. Can you help me eat meat again? And he's like, sure. Boom, 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 sign me up. And then I started eating meat, and within – the first month my testosterone rose by 30 percent so right after i started really? yeah so one month in 30 percent increase of testosterone six months later i had it i think tripled and then the last time i did results i don't know the exact date where it was anymore but the last time i did uh, testosterone i had nine it so i almost 10 Folded my testosterone. I went from bottom third, just in the barely acceptable range, to above. You know, like you know, like the range of like this is minimum, maximum. Mine was above the maximum. It was like literally off the charts. And funny enough, is you know, instead <laughs> now now you're biting cars that are passing by because I feel of your Great, I feel great. Really? So so what happened was you know usually I would come back from the gym and I'd be drained. I would have to sit there on the couch with my laptop on. I couldn't move my arms properly. Just I could do mental work, but physically I was gone. And nowadays I come back from the gym and I, I've, I hit PRs. I'm way stronger, way faster. And I'm like, in, I look myself in the mirror and I do shadow boxing because I still have all this energy. I feel amazing. I feel great. I feel, um, you know, even when there's like a lot of stress. <clears throat> A lot of worry, I brush it off much quicker. It doesn't affect me emotionally as much. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, we'll handle it. Um, so that's beautiful. And uh, and again, like the most important thing is that the meat that I do buy, I buy it from the butcher. I buy it from the farmer. In Austria, I know my farmer's name's Alois. I literally walk into his house. I'm like, Alois, what's up? What do you got for me? He's like, oh, I got this. Bairit for you, you know, whatever, Bairit. Uh, do you know what Bairit is? Bairit of English? No, I don't, don't even know. know. Some sort of meat, you know. Uh. And and he's and, and then he's like, my wife made this liquor. You want to have the? And I'll, I'll give you the liquor as well. Yeah, I don't drink, but, you know. So it's all straight from the farmer. Or I go to the fisher place and I right. buy the fish yeah, from that's... the lake. So it's beautiful. I have the best of everything.
0: So funny there is like this, this. There was this one wave of everybody becoming a vegetarian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. was really strong. Mm-hmm. And back then I went to India, right? And, and I also kind of like that's right. Got into that. Yes. And stayed with it for quite some time. But for me it was actually a convenient thing to like include meat again in my diet. Yeah, of course. And of course I like the taste of it. You know, a nice beef tatar or something ah. like that. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, too bad you're leaving tomorrow already. We could have otherwise. Grab some steaks, but we'll we'll, somewhere, we'll yeah. find a way yeah, to we'll, grab we'll, steaks life again finds a way
0: but then now i I heard this, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. and he was talking. He's like he's doing this carnivore diet, right? right? And he's eating only meat, nothing else. <laughs> I cannot believe that this would be healthy. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand it, mm-hmm. but I've read it now so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, to me, I guess i I always go with things where I think, have a good mix of things yeah i'm saying everything that's too straight in one direction then some people had this fat diet Mm. you know where they're only eating fat and and protein and 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 totally into that and no carbohydrates and stuff and i've tried many of those things to see what what makes a difference and what works best um but from from the workout and stuff i'm i'm absolutely sure that yes i i believe what you're saying (laughs) leaving it totally out and having no meat at all and just living off beans and tofu you're probably not gonna get that yeah that that power
1: Al- although again like
0: <clears throat> unless you have a great vegetarian cook that will you know <laughs> i mean i've seen this have you seen that film from that that arnold promoted the game changers yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right
1: so a friend a friend of mine is that was actually involved in in the production of this michael he's gonna be on this podcast next week i think. Um, and uh, he, for example, is vegan and has been vegan for, and he's huge. Right. He's got incredible gains. He's a natural bodybuilder. Won a couple uh, pro competitions right. and all that. So, for him, it works. So I here's my theory. And again, I have to have a theory because I'm I'm I don't know anything and I'm not an expert. But my theory is because our our biology of digestion is so complex with all the cultures the bacteria the gut bacteria and all that it's so microbiome, complex yeah. the microbiome that it's very different for everyone so while it definitely works for my friend Misha who is a vegan for many years and he's crushing it <clears throat> might not work for other people while it did work for me for over 10 years because don't get me wrong I felt amazing the first couple of years and then it only started to oh, come really yeah I felt great when I started so About how
0: goodness, long did you I, do that
1: 12 13 years. Really? I did not know that. I thought it
0: was like a thing that you did for like, I don't know, a year or two. I was 19
1: when I started.
0: Ah, so that's why you went back to the guy and said, help me eat meat again. Because when you said that before, I was like, well, I can help you eat meat (laughs) again. Just (laughs) put (laughs) some on the (laughs) table and just go ahead and do it.
1: No, like again, I started when I was 19. And at first I had exactly the same symptoms that I had when I started eating meat again, which was surge of energy, feeling great and all that because in 2009 there wasn't a lot of vegetarian or god bless even vegan fast food there was none i mean re- like vegan burgers that was not a thing in 2009 you could like the only fast food you could get was regular burgers uh a pizza with meat on it kebab and all that stuff so naturally when i stopped eating meat i stopped eating all the bullshit so i got really healthy i felt much better had much more energy and then probably the thing is like the tip where you know that the scale tipped it it happened so slow that i didn't even notice it because when i say i started being vegetarian and I felt great, but at the end I felt like shit. I didn't even notice it. It's at Gradually. some point after whatever five, six, seven years, it must have started tipping, and right. then it just got down slower and slower. So yeah, like I said, it worked great for me, and uh, until it didn't anymore.
0: I, I find it amazing what you said about ten xing your 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 testosterone. It's great. That that, but because that I I think is interesting that you saw that. You know, just yeah. from changing that 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 I find interesting.
1: And it's and and it's amazing because it. I work harder, I work more, I work better, I sleep less. It's just like the money that I'm making from it, like if you could actually denote a, a, a denominator, like a, a number to it, I make much more just because I changed my diet
0: that's interesting yeah, so, there, yeah. There's, there's there's this crazy i think austrian uh she's like the what is he called the militant vegetarian right the militant
1: vegan yeah, right. yeah if yeah. she if
0: she if she hears you she'll she'll <laughs> she'll she'll be on to you
1: yeah yeah it's funny
0: uh it almost sounds like a gordon Ramsay podcast now we're just
1: talking about food right <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. let's bring him on but you know that's the thing it's like um to wrap this to wrap this topic up um what I can proudly say, when, even while I was a vegetarian, I never talked badly about meat eaters. I never became one of those guys, you know? Militant, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be at a, at a restaurant with my friend that wasn't a vegetarian. And he would eat steak. I'm like, bro, enjoy your freaking steak, man. I was never, you know, you shouldn't eat way-way. You know? Was, I was never like that. and proudly enough, when I noticed, hey, this meat eating is working better than the thing I did for 13 damn years, I also was like, okay, I'm eating meat now again. There was no ego involved. There was just like pure, like whatever freaking works better. I don't have a problem with changing my mind. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of other people that they're so married to their ideas. They have their identity connected so much to their ideas that once they are confronted with facts, hey, this is better than what you're doing right now, they can't make that switch. And now they actually suffer. Their results suffer. So when I was confronted with reality of like, hey, eating meat is better for you, I'm like, to hell, and I'll just freaking eat meat. I don't give a shit. Well, the more you
0: invested in something, the the harder it is to pull back from it. And it's one part of intelligence, you know, that You, Most people, you know, they think that they are doing things different. But if you're looking over the years, they're always did the same thing and producing the same results. So it's actually kind of a good step, you know, to if you want to get happy, you have to change a lot, a lot of things, you know, be ready to start new, be ready to, you know, put that idea off the table and say, let's start fresh. So that's a great thing. Yeah. I think, in, in, in anything. But but especially with food, people are really invested in their idea and, and, and they have like a whole, you know, how it has to be done and it's only this is the right way. And, and I've known done. this since I'm like in the bodybuilding stuff, you know, because they're, you know, uh, it's all about that. Everybody has their own religion and, and stuff like that.
1: And, and that's also why most people suck at what they do, why they don't make enough money and all that because they have preconceived ideas of what it should be. Um, and they resist to what is, and, and I think that's the problem. And just earlier, someone asked me on my Instagram, um, they were like, what's the biggest lesson that you learned in the last two years for business specifically? And I thought about it. You know what my biggest freaking lesson was? That was my answer that I still suck. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. Even though I'm making multiple seven figures a year, I still suck. And that's, fucking cool because now i can have an open heart and open mind and say hey teach me this hey i want to learn that um, people always think with like ego is like you just overcome it once and then it's done, right? When you're nah, getting started, it always started, stays with you. It always stays with you. There's it's almost like like a like an onion. There's like you plow, you you plow through one layer of ego and you think, oh, now now I learned all the new things. I'm making my first 10k a month. Great, right? What you don't know is that there's now a new layer of ego around you, and now you know you you think you know everything, right? And that keeps you from making 20, 30, 40, 50k a month. And now you have to drop that ego even more, but that's a different ego and it's harder to drop that. So now you have to drop that. And then you're like, oh, cool. Well, now I'm making 50K a month. Look at me. I'm the great. Ah, maybe I don't know anything about that either. So you constantly have to basically tell yourself that you don't know anything and that you're full of shit. And again, like every time I talk to a regular person about this, They're like, oh, you're just talking down on yourself. Why would you do that? That has nothing to do with talking down on myself. It's a beautiful thing that you don't know shit. Like, I don't need to tell myself that I'm great and that I'm amazing in order to love myself. I can totally say, you know what? I love me. I'm a great guy and I'm doing a lot of things right and I'm doing some things wrong, but that's okay. But at the same time I need to admit that I don't know anything right. and that's yeah. fine. You know
0: this thing about being good enough or I'm not enough. You know that's a that's, that's a big thing for a lot of people. How do I feel enough? Well, you have to be okay to be shit at something and yeah. still be enough because you can learn it, right? Exactly. That's that that's that, and that probably is one thing that when you when you're able to start at nothing you know, say, well, I don't know anything about it, but it's okay to not know anything about it, and I can learn it, and I can start from fresh. That's probably a great life concept in order to evolve. One hundred percent. And every time I thought in my life that I know something, I got shown <laughs> I don't know shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's always like that, and and you know much less about anything than you think you know. You yeah. know, that's that, that's another thing. When, when when you when you feel I own this now, I'm in, I'm entitled to that. You can only watch how long it takes till somebody like swipes you away you know, and teaches you some stuff. It's always like that.
1: Here's a question I would love to ask you. Um, you've been through significantly more ups and downs than I have, simply because you're a more experienced person and you have been on this earth for much longer than me. And what I've always thought is this idea of like, just what we said now, this idea of admitting that you don't know nothing and that's okay. Stay humble. Staying humble is an idea that gets harder and harder the older you get, right? You have, there's this whole saying, you don't teach an old horse new tricks. And I noticed it with people, you know, like, like my dad, he's 60 now and, um, I'm getting him to the gym. He's working out two, three times a week, which is great. But at the same time, he's not going to change his diet anymore. You know, He's fat. And that's, you know, it's not ideal, but no chance in hell this guy is going to quit chocolate. No chance in hell he's going to quit his ice cream. I can get him to the gym, so at least he gets bone density and he gets some resistance work. But no way in hell he's going to change because he's just too old for this, this whole admitting that you don't know anything. But then I look at you, and you're not 60, but you're also getting there. So am I, right? And you We're look all getting there. You look fucking <laughs> fantastic for your age, got to say. But then I see you, and you know, you're know you also working now with a good friend of mine, Florian, for example, and we've talked about this earlier before the podcast, how you said, you know, oh, he's kicking your ass a little bit, and um, you're learning a lot of things anew with him. Is it harder for you the older you get to admit that you don't know something? Is it harder for you to learn new things? Is it easier? Is it the same? What do you do to ensure that you can still do it?
0: Hmm. Well, first of all, when i was a kid i was really trusting myself in certain things that nobody else would have trusted themselves in you know i, I tried things where i'm nowadays i'm saying how did i did do this <sighs> mm, right mm. like how did i do this and there is some something to youth you know where you don't know what can go wrong mm. and therefore you just try it and things will happen yeah, yeah? like um in anything in business. Like, once you know if something doesn't, that something doesn't work, you certainly don't try certain things, yeah. you know? Like, for example, I mean, I um, I had a, a chain of... Um sports casinos kind of like thing betting betting uh betting casinos in uh, in germany we had uh, 350 of them Damn. yeah yeah i built that after i i came back from america a few years later and i got into this whole uh i didn't first i got in the vending machine business mm-hmm. and then from there i got into the gaming industry and a friend of mine we built that right and in the beginning i did not know how hard this will be uh how many problems are going to happen and so therefore i just tried things yeah. you know and 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 things that 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 just happened because i did not know they won't work like how did you go to america and meet arnold <laughs> well because i didn't think that it was difficult i was just you know a, a kid and yeah. didn't know how, what can go wrong so that's, that's, that, that's one thing that's great about youth. You know, you, you, you don't know what can go wrong sometimes. And you have this uninformed optimism about things, right? Same with the uh, coaching business. I mean, if I would have known how many hours I'm going to sit there, how many th- thousands. I mean, I'm, I've done now by about, we, we've, we figured it out it's somewhere between 25 and 30,000 hours. That I spent with people coaching seriously. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of time. I wrote I don't know so many so many articles, so many pieces of content over the time. I mean, you're doing the same thing, yeah. right? But if I would have known how much work this is gonna be, of of all the hard times that're gonna that 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 gonna happen, about all the stuff that is involved, I probably would have you know ran away crying right <laughs> before <laughs> I'm doing it. But once you're into it, and that's funny thing is you find out you have lots more energy you thought you're going Mm -hmm. to have right Mm -hmm. it's like i i talked to this guy from um i think is it joey the the guy from the kelly family he's like an extreme sports guy right he does this yeah 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 the one the one uh, what joey kelly i think it is yeah and i and i met him at a seminar oh no and 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 he and he does like you know um this this runs where he they they run like not a marathon they run like five marathons and then they swim and like all this right and he said at that point where you think there's no more left in you you're about
1: 20% seriously <laughs> I, keep, I keep hearing that
0: and 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 i've seen that in my life when when you know we talked about before the the, the la riots right mm-hmm. when that happened i mean i was sitting there in the i don't know 15th or 20th floor i don't know remember 10th floor actually in this in this in this high riser, right in hollywood and they were like Burning buildings next to us, right? And I'm um, seriously, and 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 the guard from the security building, you know, he was scared because on the outside, you know, there was like people trying to get into the building and yeah. stuff. I mean, those were crazy times, crazy times. And if I talk about it now, that 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 I was cooking out of one pot, right? <laughs> Everything, right? Together with my with my with my my girlfriend back then, and all the stuff. I was able to do and overcome uh, sleeping in a car sometimes and, and doing stuff that is really crazy because you know I, I never would have thought that i'm able to do it but once you have to you do it mm. and people get used to strangest situations like for example back then we didn't have a tv except like the, the one we had yeah it was really bad mm. and you had to put like a little A little hook you know from the from the (laughs) from the the hanger right from the clothes a metal (laughs) hanger and so we kind of like attached that to that tv you know and it was black and white and was a small screen and we were lying on the floor in the office you know (laughs) uh and we didn't have beds for a while it was really you know but i was still working in the office i kind of like maintained a little bit of the business yeah and and at the same time i had to live there in that time and we got used to it We were watching hours of tv on the tv that where you did hardly see anything you know (laughs) and now people have like those huge screens and everything people get used to anything if you have to you get used to anything we have much more power than we think we have Mm -hmm. and once you test that and when once you feel your strength with that comes also this um and confidence right you have an obstacle you know you have to face it there's no other way you'll do it and you'll survive it and i've survived a million things by now i think Mm. you know i mean there's people that had it much worse but for me in business all the stuff when i thought oh this is not gonna work out or this is not gonna go good yeah and and somehow you know i always overcame it and so after a while and that's a great thing about age when you're older you're like a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna work itself out mm-hmm. i know i'm gonna have done this before and stuff so that that's with age that that that's one thing that that happens that you that 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 is easier you can like lean a little bit more back
1: yeah and kind of trust the
0: process and more. trust the process more that's yeah. that's one thing
1: it's great that you said that. I feel that...
0: And you don't have that ego, you know? You th- I don't have that ego that I have to have the biggest house, the, the, the fanciest watch, the uh,
1: biggest... Although concert. you do have a nice watch. Uh, yeah, but I, it's not... You <laughs> yeah.
0: see what I'm saying? This is not... Hundred, I know it's, what you it's mean, 100%. totally unimportant. Yeah. It's totally unimportant. And if you have ever really, you know, been in a bed, I mean, got, I got four kids, right? So if I imagine one of my kids had some trouble or, or something like that, none of that you know none of luxury or something like that counts at all i've 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 been with people that are really 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 rich right like the last guy i called that he called me and 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 he we were on a zoom call right Mm -hmm. he's one of my clients right and so i'm looking at that screen and I'm like, what am I seeing here? And he was looking like it, it looked like he was in a in a high riser, you know? <laughs> like from the from the floor looking up, it was huge and everything was kind of like blue. Yeah. And I said, what am I seeing here? I've never seen a Zoom call like that. What what is it I'm seeing? And I say, oh I'm on my boat. And he like turned <laughs> and he turned the camera and I'm seriously there was the crew walking by and he had a helicopter landing place, right? The whole the whole thing, right? But this whole huge millions of dollars i don't know you know how fancy it is it's not big enough so that he and his wife you know can spend time in the same room on that mm-hmm. thing because they hate each other's guts you know mm-hmm. and i i met people that are you know they got 18 cars in their garage everything and then the girlfriend leaves him and you know the only is left is his 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 his, his bodyguard yeah. right and he's sitting on the floor and crying his eyes out and none of his fucking 60 watches and 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 15 cars and everything he has doesn't do anything for him at that point. I mean, I'm I'd rather be rich and healthy than poor and sick, of course, yeah, right? Yeah, if yeah, I have the yeah. choice. But to be honest, you know what means something experience. You know, using your youth to apply yourself and 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 to learn something and to get and and to harness your skills and get better in something but this is what your life is your life is not something where you reach a certain goal and then you're happy it Mm. doesn't happen Mm. everybody that reaches their goals right either it's just like let's say you have a goal you want to make a million a month right okay well Mm. once you have a million a month all that's gonna happen is it's gonna be a little bit relaxing you know you are going to the stress is gonna stop nothing else is gonna happen you know you're not gonna eat better steaks you're not gonna have more fun Uh, your friends are not gonna love you more because you have a big house nobody will love you more because you got a fancy watch that's all bullshit it's nice to have but you have to see what it is it is what it is Mm -hmm. not more and no less and once you realize that uh, I think then then you can start enjoying life (laughs) and the other thing is and when people reach their life goals you know when they're like really i've done this well after that you know there's the the, the big emptiness what yeah. am i gonna do now yeah. you know this this was it right so i guess it's really about the journey yeah. you know it's really about the, the 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 experience you have and and you cannot plan i mean i know that in in with 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 marketing and and all the stuff we do of course you need to plan certain things right i yeah. need to plan to come here and do this podcast with you But if you want to make God laugh, tell him something about your plans, because I could have never foreseen, never. When I was 14 years old and my mother dropped the phone book, right? And on those yellow pages, there was like a a silhouette of a bodybuilding couple, right? There was a guy and I was a kid and I was like, this is how I want to look, right? (laughs) And back then I was really, really totally out of shape. And so that, that got me started. I would have never known that that will get me into that gym, that I will meet this guy that then get me to California, that I'll meet these people that will happen, those things. I, how could I have ever planned on becoming a talent agent for a while? And I was the youngest talent agent ever. I mean, I wasn't great at it. I, I made a lot of bullshit also. there are funny stories, right? Um, for example, once I, I asked uh, Tim Robbins, like Academy Award winner, right? And I was I was on Sunset Boulevard in front of the comedy store and there was this guy standing and I saw I, I saw a movie and there was a pre-screening like before it comes out in the yeah. movies and I like knew that guy and back then <laughs> you know it's not like everybody knows every, all the actors right I'm
1: googling who Tim, yeah, Robbins, Tim
0: is. Robbins yeah you can you can Google him right. and um and uh and I met this guy right and I chat him up and I'm like oh, hey I've seen I've seen I've, I've I've Shawshank Redemption Yeah, exactly yeah yeah but this guy <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm standing there in front of the comedy store and see the guy. And I recognize him from that film I saw. But I didn't know that it was, you know, this guy, right? Yeah. So I walk up to him, you know. And I mean, that's overconfident. And I'm like, yes, I'm a Hollywood agent. And, and I saw you in that movie. You did a pretty great job, you know. Maybe you need some representation, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, I already got uh representation i'm like oh who are you with you know like <laughs> chatting shop right yeah i know my, my i know my stuff right and he's like i'm with ca artist and they got like tom cruise and everybody right <laughs> and oh what's in name? i'm team robbins you know stuff like that i did i did you know i did not know what i was doing yeah yeah know? but way. i enjoyed the ride it was yeah. fun stuff like that so <laughs> Where was I yeah that was a funny story so anyways so those are the great things in life you know yeah. when you when you when you have experience and fun experience and you meet people it's not about reaching your goals I'm sorry yeah you know? there is there is it's not that's not it's nice if you if you if you say oh I'm gonna do this thing and and of course you you have to have that when you work out you have a plan you say I'm gonna this many reps I'm gonna do it this many times of course that's helpful but if you don't enjoy the process it's worth nothing yeah and Amen. I, for a long time in my life, like the first 40 years or so, oh. I did not much enjoy the process. I was mm-hmm. looking too more much for the results. Yeah. So if, if I would like, start something now new, like if I would be an entrepreneur out there and, and, or somebody you know that wants to do stuff like the stuff you do and things like that, I would recommend to all those people. I mean, to you, I don't have to recommend it because <laughs> you're already doing it. Um, enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy your life, you know, enjoy every moment of it and don't beat yourself up that there is somebody out there that has a million followers mm. or, or something else because it doesn't make a difference.
1: Nobody will love you more
0: because you have a million followers anywhere. It doesn't make a difference.
1: I can attest to that, man. And it's it's beautiful to hear you say that because you've lived it. You know, you're not just someone who... Who make shit up but you actually lived that and you've you've achieved so much in your life and uh at the same time you're still a humble humble guy you know and it's always fun uh to just eat steak with you and and there's there's two two cool points that i want to add to what you said it's not even an ad it's just an emphasis mm-hmm. the first thing is i i used to say i still say it there's only one thing that is worse than achieving your dreams Sorry, there's only, I butchered my one. There's only one thing that's worse than not achieving your dreams, and that is achieving your dreams and noticing that nothing actually has changed. And um, nobody believes me when I say money and girls and all that stuff doesn't bring you happiness. Nobody believes you that. Nobody believes nobody you. Believes nobody you. Believes you. Yeah, On, only, yeah, yeah, Only the people who do have it. They're like, yep, I agree. <laughs> so what I always say is like, I'm not even here trying to convince people that money and girls and whatever it is does bring you happiness. I always try to say, "Go do it." I want you to make all the money. I want you to have the greatest dating life in your life, because only because then you can believe me. So. Go make all the money in the world also because even if it doesn't bring happiness, it brings you security, it brings you safety, it, you grow mentally, you grow with your character. It's all great side effects. But if you seek happiness through that, it's not going to come. It's not going to come. It's only going to come if you, like you said, enjoy the process doing it. And it was exactly the same when I was an unpaid assistant traveling also to the States. I was the brokest I have ever been. I had no money. I had. I couldn't even put proper shoes on my, le- on my feet because the shoes I had had holes in them couldn't afford other shoes. One of the tricks on how I survived was I went to the grocery store in LA and uh, they just started having these automatic cashier machines.
0: Were you eating inside the grocery store? No, no, did no, you no. do that?
1: No, no, that's a good idea. I, did. I did that. I did that. I did that. Yeah. You know, I did the I did the two thousand twelve 2013 equivalent of that, which is they just had these checkout machines. Right. It's not a person, but like a peep machine, you know? So I go there, and for fruit, you couldn't scan fruit. You had to type on the touchscreen bananas, All right, And then it asks, how many bananas are you buying? <laughs> and I had a whole slew of bananas and I was like yeah two you know but I bought 24 so I was like cool two bananas here you go two dollars or whatever (laughs) so for me it wasn't even stealing because I still paid for some of the bananas (laughs) so that's how I did it but you know what it was one of the happiest times of my whole fucking life because I was on the path of doing the thing I wanted to do, because I enjoyed the process. I was so broke, I was malnutritioned, I was constantly sick, but I was learning every day. I was getting better every day. I, was, I knew I was building something. I felt that there was something that was building up. And, and at any point of that journey, I could have told myself, even if I had to go home now and everything's over, I'm fucking happy. Like and my and funny enough, my plan B was always, hey, if this doesn't work out, I can always go back to Austria and sign up for the army. I would still make my four or five k a month, you know, going being sent down to Kosovo and just protecting some building there or something. Like that. Yeah, and my plan B was always like army, always gonna take me. I I got good stats, they're gonna like me. It's fine. So that was always my plan B. But I was always happy that I was there. And the second quote that I want to share with you is actually a quote by my mentor uh, RSD Tyler. That's what he's known uh, as, also Owen Cook is his actual name. And I just started watching his videos again. And really? His, yeah, and his videos are so deep now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's he so, evolved. C- it's so crazy. And, you know, he gets much less views than before because YouTube landscape has changed. Nobody watches three-hour rant videos anymore except for guys like me, I guess. Um, and I'm like, I wonder what he's up to, you know. And yeah, and he can't
0: it. be as aggressive as he was. Exactly. You know, they changed everything. Exactly. And, yeah. So I'm
1: watching his videos, and I'm like, holy shit, that stuff is so good. He's at such a high level where most people don't even know what he's talking about anymore. Mm. But uh, without without proliferating myself here, but like at my stage, I can resonate with it. I have gone through so much shit in my life and I've done so many things that I'm like, that's exactly the kind of depth in content that I at my stage need. All the other stuff of just like regular personal development, like it, it's so surface level for me at my level, where i've been through so much and it's just it doesn't do anything it doesn't tingle me anymore but like watching owen's content now i'm like holy fuck it blows my mind now just as much as his old content blew my mind when i was freaking nineteen. You evolved so crazy and and the public speaking that he does is off the fucking charts it's insane and it's also similar to the stuff that you've just told me i'm like this is so good half the 90 percent of the people listening to the rant that you've just done they're like yeah whatever you know they, they'll get like five percent from it there's only a small fraction of people who've been through enough to really resonate with what you've said earlier mm. and that's great anyways and this quote by tyler that really really resonated with me he said in one of his videos when you get validation and power it allows you to get lazy on being present to the moment and that becomes dangerous and it's so freaking true. The more you achieve in the material world, which means the more money you make, the more friends you got, you know, the more crazy of a dating life you have, the more vo- the, the the more lazy you become with this presence to the moment. Because when are you really forced to be present to the moment? When things are shit. Pain. When you're in pain, when you're coming home and the business isn't running well, and your girlfriend doesn't want to break, wants to break up with you, and your parents are just fighting, whatever the fuck. Well, actually,
0: then you have to kind of like wake up, get present to the moment. Exactly, you have to. Right.
1: You're being forced. You're like, okay, your your fucking mind is going like crazy right now. You want to just jump off a cliff. You need to be present and you need to enjoy every single moment that you have. Well, but if (sighs) when you're crushing it. When you're in a restaurant and you are getting the millions and the girls, so you're like, well, I'm president of the moment. Fuck this. I'm balling. You become lazy with it, and that's where it gets dangerous.
0: My observation is, you know, we have people with, 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 with deep troubles. Like, I've got a girl right now. Um, she was in a, uh, in a clan in Germany, right? <sighs> And she was a cult, cult, right? And 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 she was, she was, they were holding her in cages, like from a small, like really bad stuff. I got people with, like, you know, really bad cancer diagnosis and stuff like that. And the funny thing is, people, when they're in the worst of pain, they change the fastest because they have to, Mm. you know. Mm. And the other people that are living the good life, you know, they can be you know really stupid about what's they don't see what's going on in their life because they're like by all the bling bling and everything that they can look away right and so for example if something happens to you where that that really crushes you and stuff like that then then you start to become not only present to the moment but i think the best thing the best takeaway i can give to people having done it myself wrong many times most important be thankful Hmm. (laughs) be thankful Mm. this is one this is one uh thing i see in you you know your person whatever you do you always give back to the people around you like the way you treat your staff the way you treat people in general the way you do things i was not able to be that good at that in at your age you know but people that, because if you cannot thank be thankful for this moment, if like, if you're sitting here and you're saying, well, you know, the house should be a little bit higher and the pool should be a little bit larger and the girlfriend should have a little bit a smaller ass and a little bit bigger tits and stuff like that. If you're into that, you're gonna never be thankful. Mm-hmm. This will never happen. Once you have more, you'll find something else. This never stops. So that's, that's probably the one, the most important thing, you know? Mm start to be happy with where you are right now out of that and, and 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 do something out of service like when i started having people work for me um i had the idea that they work for me and uh i'm like you know telling them well you do this and you do that and then i'm like sitting here in my throne and everything is gonna work out i mean i'm over exaggerating but a little bit like that once you get into the idea of servicing those people like being there for them being there for other people Mm. being there for your family being there for your fans being there for your that is something that really makes you happy inside Mm. when other people profit from what you do and at this stage of my life this is probably the one thing that still gives me great pleasure you know that that Mm -hmm. that is a great thing so to be thankful to give back to others and to really enjoy the process that's that's probably the most important thing mm. that, that 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 I've learned from making a lot of mistakes in that area. Damn. You know? Definitely.
1: <clears throat> you know when I was um at my latest um ayahuasca ceremony was a, m- a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was oh really? Uh, yeah. One month ago. Yeah yeah well, it was uh in Ibiza it was uh, an entrepreneur retreat and okay. uh, so it was it was Everybody there paid at least 10k. It was a really, really you know, premium event. They had shamans there from the Amazon, crazy stuff. And it was specifically designed to, you know, help uh, help entrepreneurs. It was about you know, connecting spirituality with the with the money making world, so to speak. And on the third day, it was it was a week long retreat, and you did three ceremonies. And on the third ceremony, funny enough. It was almost like all the lessons that I've learned the first two ceremonies came together. It's like watching a trilogy movie, you know, like everything can, gets resolved in the third one. And uh, the craziest thing, the craziest epiphany I had in the third ceremony, uh, I, was, um, I was lying outside. I was walking, uh, w- lying on my back, just like staring up to the stars, cause it was night. And uh, I was kind of like a little bit away from the ceremony space. Cause you, you're in this like big ceremony space, uh, they're musicians they're, they're, they're playing music and stuff like that because it's like the uh, the Charmans were uh, their singing tribe from the Amazon mm-hmm. so they had guitars there they were singing whatever their tribal songs they have and and I was like I kind of want to be by myself and I left that space I was right in front of it and I was just looking up at the stars and just just relaxing just being in a moment and then the crazy thing is um, these epiphanies that you're getting you're thinking them they are in your voice, but they're not coming from you. So it's almost like someone tells you that in your own voice, and you're like just out of nowhere. And um, as I'm lying there, I hear myself thinking, "Hey, hey, Max, do you want to know the true meaning of leadership?" And in my head, I'm like, I'm "The true meaning of leadership? Yeah, yeah, uh, I wanna, I wanna <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want, I want to know that. Yeah, yeah, might as well, you know." And then my thought was. The true meaning of leadership is to serve people. Mm. You serve the people in your company, your clients, your followers, your girlfriend, your family, your loved ones. You serve them so much that when you need them to, they carry you. Mm. And I was somehow aware of that before already, of course, but having heard it that articulate, In my own voice, it completely blew my mind. And I instantly wrote it down. You're not supposed to write things down. They say, you know, usually like just let the whole ceremony unfold. But I was like, I need to write this down. The true meaning of leadership is to serve people. And it's exactly what you just said, where you said the biggest fulfillment you're getting is the servitude, is by being there for the people around you. And it's so crazy that you said the same thing that I had an epiphany about. And I think that's part of it too, you know.
0: But for me, this was never like I read this in a book, and this, I, like, to be honest, you know, I I was not nobody is like by default thankful. We're not thankful. People are not thankful mm. because the ego always wants more pleasure, more you know, different stuff, more 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 something, right? Yeah. And even if you have everything, like if I tell you everything you wish for, you're going to have it in this moment. Yeah. Well, how long is it going to take till something is going to rise it, and you're going to yeah. say, oh, well, this could be a little bit. Maybe I move the couch a little bit over there. Yeah, right? Yeah. This there, yeah. small stuff There's always like for me, this is really like something that I just realized. I mean, you, you know, we, we all we, we say a lot of smart stuff. But a lot of times you say smart stuff, but you don't really get it. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? You don't yeah. get it in the full depth. That's yes. what you said before. Everybody says, money won't make you happy. Yeah. Uh, this will, won't make you happy. This will make it. You really need to realize that this is that the, the most fundamental truths in life you hear all the time, but, but, but they are so simple that you don't hear them anymore uh-huh. you know what i'm saying You
1: hear them too much yeah 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 100%. Like, yeah i heard
0: this before maybe 100%. i check out this other teacher maybe 100%. i check out this other thing because you always want something that hypes you but you haven't done the basics yet yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's and 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 pain any kind of pain relationship pain or or or, or health issues and stuff like that that'll make you grow spiritually 100 100 percent. but growth another thing growth is if you want to be happy you need to grow in, in uh, this is the most important thing if you don't grow anymore you're dying in mm. in 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 any aspect of life you know whatever it is if you don't don't train your body you're going to get weaker mm. if you don't train your mind you're going to get weaker yep. there's know? no
1: stagnation it's only either you progress or you move backwards
0: but i think a lot of people that are in this stay hungry and i mean stay hungry is actually the arnold schwarzenegger way you know yeah, stay yeah, hungry yeah, and stuff yeah. If you watch his new Netflix uh, documentary,
1: everybody tells me about it. I gotta watch that. Thing.
0: It's really good. It's really good because he's he's getting down to you know like real, honest, truth of things, and 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 I, I like that. You know when you when you look at it, there's a lot to take away from that.
1: It's so cool. You mentioned that just what is it today? Sunday? On Friday? Yeah. I was uh, I was having brunch with my real estate mentor, and he also is like, yeah. Have you seen that Arnold Schwarzenegger? documentary he's so real in it he's, he's real so openly exactly the same words that you're saying he's so openly talk about his ups and downs and because uh, i saw it on netflix that it's on there but i read his autobiography so i'm like ah it's just going to be his autobiography on netflix basically right um but his autobiography i remember reading it it's much more like yeah and then i did this and then i crushed it and then i did that and that was really easy kind of like that but people keep saying in the documentary it's much more about he he's he's getting older and therefore he's a little bit more mellowed more evened out a little less like just go get shit done more like hey you know here's how it really is
0: everything starts with the hero story i i like the loser story uh-huh. because to tell one. the loser story is much harder you know if you mm. can be honest about the sh- stuff you fucked up and if you can be honest about the lies you told yourself or you told others you know in in order to be something or to be somebody and once you realize this, this all doesn't matter, and it, you know. And there's it, life is about different things. Then you can be more honest. And I guess this is an age thing. This is something that that hmm. y- like like wine ripes. I hope you know. It's yeah, like it's, yeah. it, it 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 helps. And I think with with Arnold, I I, I saw that transition, just in that Netflix document documentary. Damn. I I really liked it. Yeah, it was really nice.
1: I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that for sure. If two people within three days tell me two people that I respect very highly, I've got to watch it. Have you have you ever been in touch with him ever since then with arnold the i met him
0: i met him once in in the gold's gym you know many many a few years ago and uh because he's working out there still nice. and stuff but you know it was not like a clo- close relationship yeah, we yeah. Ma- maintained you know he back then he was the biggest star but you know i was at the at the the premiere of twins and and, and with, with him and, no and all this kind of stuff so uh, yes but that was many years ago so uh, but we did not stay in touch, and you know.
1: So did you talking talk to up him every?
0: Yeah, in the gym back then. So yeah, hey, of what's course. up? What's
1: up? <laughs> did he recognize you?
0: Well, I guess. So yes, I mean so we crazy. were talking. We were we were talking about you know, the, the the thing is, it's like when people, when 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 people, um, when people talk about stars and stuff like that, you know, they always see it from afar. Yeah. But if you're in Los Angeles, you know, you get, like with him and all the all the guys that, that that work out it's very easy you know to get in touch with them i mean i was working out with jean claude van damme no i way. was working out with uh with what's his name with charlie sheens uh, <laughs> for, yeah he, uh, he was who uh, was there uh like legendary. lots of people like that you know
1: legendary that's funny yeah I, whenever i see footage of arnold schwarzenegger working out in the gold gym i always think it's just a marketing thing Oh, yeah. He's, he's going there every day. day. He's yeah, there
0: every is, day. He's every day. He's is every day. You go... There. No, he's every... No, people leave him alone. <laughs> people so cool. leave him alone. And he's really good about keeping his distance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's most of the time he's there with Ralph Müller. That he's also... Ralph is also a German bodybuilder from back then. He's mm-hmm. one of his big friends. Mm-hmm. And then there's... I don't know if the guy's still alive. Sven Ole Torsten, thats also one of the guys—and they ride the Harleys together. Nice. And in the morning, he 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 comes there with his bike and he works out. And yeah, i go <laughs> see him.
1: It's cool to know that they're just leaving him the fuck alone. You know that people get it. It must be hard.
0: But it's not like with the Kardashians. You know they mm. they, they 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 are followed anywhere. I I've never seen that with him. To be honest, you know this 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 extreme pop. I mean, I'm sure he has it too, but. Uh, that was always kind of like mellow. He like was one of the guys there, mm-hmm. you know.
1: That's cool. That's also why you know I, I've said this a lot recently, especially like money over fame is important because people we adore famous people and we want to be like them, but we want we once we are, it sucks. And I'm not even nowhere near being known enough to be called famous, but I already see negative repercussions of it, that it already impedes my freedom. And imagine that. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, you could be lucky if you could go to the girls' gym and be left alone. You can't just walk down the street. You can't just go outside, have a couple of drinks with your friends, and do some stupid shit because it's going to be on the news the next day. It's going to be in the newspaper. People are going to talk about it. People are going to film it. right? So I, I always bring this example of like, imagine you're Brad Pitt. Um, everybody thinks, oh, Brad Pitt's life must be so awesome. No, you're a prisoner. Where do you go as Brad Pitt? You have your villa. Um, if you want to travel somewhere, you go with private jets somewhere. So when you leave your villa, you have to be in a, in a darked-out SUV, probably. you're gonna. It brings you straight to the VIP terminal. Um, then you land somewhere, whatever. You go to Mykonos, right? So now you're in Mykonos. You have to stay in your resort because if you go just to the beach, there's all these normal people. They're going to film you. They're going to ask you for autographs. You have to stay at your little bastion of richness to stay at your resort because they're the deal with people like you. So here they're professional, right? But you can't just go somewhere. You can't just be like, oh, I want ice cream. Let me just go to the store real quick. I mean, probably you'll have people that bring you ice cream, which is also nice. But what I'm saying is- In Kiev at night, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll find a way for the oh
0: rich God. and famous. We get them an ice cream. But
1: the thing is like, I remember um, like, like I'm just like, it was a couple of years ago, I was at McDonald's somewhere in Austria, just random McDonald's on a, on a highway, right? Uh, and I'm just like, I'm hungry. I'm full on binge eating and I order the burgers and I'm getting ready and I'm just starting to destroy the burger. And some kids, some guys like, oh my God, Max, can I have a photo? And I'm like, I really just want to eat my freaking burger, you know? But now I have to, like, st- my mouth is stuffed. I got breadcrumbs all over me. And I'm, like, on the picture with the guy, like, her, her, you know? And I'm thinking, like, and, and I even remember sometimes uh, I was walking down the street and someone wanted, you know, to talk to me. And I kind of brushed him off. I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm, I am i got to go to the gym. It's nice to meet you, you know? And then literally the next day I read on a forum, like, oh, Max is an asshole. I met him. He's just arrogant and you stuff like that. You have to like be that. careful, so, yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful. So imagine that times thousands if you're arnold schwarzenegger or brad pitt i i always wanted to be famous when i was a kid i thought it would be the
0: greatest thing you know to be really famous and to be honest um this is not something that as if you if you know if i would now have the choice to be known all over the world yeah yeah i'd rather not be exactly i'd rather not be and i find it funny that to hear myself saying that yeah because because you always wanted long time i mean it was not the main thing that i pursued or anything because then i would have probably became a rock star or do something else right yeah but there was still this idea you know that this would be a great life to be famous and to be honest all the kind of famous people i know i mean i have you know i have also in my coaching business you know i have some people that are from politics and i have people out of out of out of business and you know that are known i don't want I, I don't think it's a great life from exactly. what they tell me because they tell me everything. Yeah. Like, really everything. And there's there, nothing with that is, I mean, of course, it comes with certain pleasures. Of course, sure, you know, yeah. you get a place in a nice restaurant easier and, you know, people. But then again, all your friends, you're not sure, you know, is exactly. this a fan girl, exactly. fanboy thing? Yeah. Is it. it but I then, would not
1: want it. Um, here's the thing Imagine you're the. You're the owner of these toy-toy toilets. You know, the little, the portable toilet toilet things. You know, they see on festivals, on construction sites and all. Nobody knows this guy. Nobody knows who the hell you are i don't know how much this guy makes the ceo of this toilet company he probably makes whatever his 20 50 million a year profit probably even more yeah. like you can still get the nice spot at the restaurant you can still drive the Bugavi. you can have everything you yeah. can go anywhere you want you can you can pass out drunk and high in amsterdam partying up with your homies nobody <laughs> will care you know what i mean so that's the ultimate freedom Brad Pitt isn't free. He's in a uh, golden cage. What what I see is also
0: that if you look at the most like rock stars, you yeah. know, look at them ten years later. Either you know they kind of like step back, they kind of like give back to others, they found their f- new purpose, they do it, or they're totally fucked up. Yeah, it yeah. only goes those two ways, hmm. and it's much easier to go the wrong, the bad way. It's much easier, like if you look most of them, they're not really happy, they're not really, so uh, yes, I guess this is not something that I'm gonna have to be still aiming for at this stage.
1: (laughs) It's a genie you can't put back in the bottle, how they say.
0: I remember I was, when I was in Austria on the television all the time, I remember walking down Hilferstrasse, right? And I was with one of my kids, and I was like the Austrian relationship coach, like, like right Yeah, people knew me, right? and one of my kids does something i don't remember what it was you know and i was almost yellow like to burst out (laughs) really tell him something or her something i don't know and at the same moment like like Right in that second, you know, some old lady stepped, Ah, you're the like you're the like so-and-so guy from television and stuff. And I was like, wow, she she just saved me right now. You know, two minutes later I would have lost my whole reputation, I guess.
1: Damn, exactly. And and then, you know, you're also financially dependent on it. Meaning like if someone films this, it can ruin your whole brand and stuff like that. Nowadays everybody got cell phones, you know. Um, but you know, here's here's a question that I wanted to ask you. What do you think? Because you mentioned now you you got really rich, really famous clients and you just somehow got into that. How how do you get people to open up to you like that? You have this in your demeanor. I can feel it. I can see it. You have this, I can tell you everything kind of vibe.
0: I can tell you how I do it. Because I talk to people like I've known them for years hmm. and I know after all these times working with people i know pretty quick whether they tell me bullshit or if it's the truth Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that goes really quick and that's especially with people that are rich or famous or feel entitled in any way you know a lot of people will like back off of telling them the truth or saying the the hard thing to say like I Ah. i met this one guy right he came and uh, and he was like yeah well i was talking to him for like you know 30 minutes or something like that and he told me a little bit about his life and then he told me one of his biggest problems is that he thinks that you know all the women they just like him for his money and i said to him well after talking to you for 30 minutes i believe you're right <laughs> because you got not much more to offer so you want to work on that and they love that honesty mm, you know yeah. and, and 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 i and i i like to be that kind of guy you know that that tells them Uh, that's that's also kind of like my style right Mm. and uh because i'm not
1: you're not sugar i'm not no
0: and i'm not afraid to let down my own pants you know what i'm saying i will tell you every every bullshit about my life if you want to hear i can tell you about my mistakes and everything that i've done so therefore i'm not scared of of saying things that other people probably won't say that way yeah and that that helps me a lot in that kind of work and that makes the eye level with them because most people they're like they're looking up or they're 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 afraid to say the wrong thing or I can't tell him that or I can't tell her that the, the quicker you step in that's that's kind of like my thing that's mm. what I like to do
1: and and that's what and that's why people
0: and it doesn't impress like me police. to be honest it does not it, the, the problem is it does not impress me like I if I I mean of course if I see a nice mansion or if I see somebody driving a Bugatti or something okay this is a Bugatti this is a nice mansion but I've seen so many mentions, you know, I mean, just going around Beverly Hills, you see so many, everything is, in, and there's always something more, and there's always yeah, something bigger, and yeah. there's this next, not even bigger building in Dubai, and they have even bigger diamonds. And I'm like, okay, I've seen all the diamonds and all the buildings in the world, now it's not, you know, you're, yeah. you're gonna...
1: It's a good point that you're bringing up, and I, I remember specifically this hilarious story. I'm not sure in how much detail we can go, but where you held one of the, a very rich person marry a supermodel well
0: we're gonna go shallow on that story yeah it's
1: a truth it's a <laughs> yes it's <laughs> a truth tell me what you can talk about because it's a hilarious <laughs> story
0: what can i talk about well um uh, the guy he fell in love with a well-known model and uh he he wanted to meet her and he wanted to date her
1: and she stopped replying to his texts or something like well, that. Well,
0: I wrote texts for him and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. So at that, first
1: at first she stops replying to his texts.
0: Uh, he no, he was one of my clients and and I helped him out and then he kind of like met her and then he wanted to kind of like go from there. Mm. And so I Stepped in and played a little <laughs> Cyrano de Bergerac if you know that story. Surano, <laughs> yeah. what, what? you don't know that? No. Well that's the guy that it's 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 an old tale where the guy uh you know, he whispers what uh, what the what I think the king should say to oh, his lover okay, and okay. stuff <laughs> like that. He's like a whisperer, right? <laughs> yeah and uh and 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 i kind of like helped with that and yeah that 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 worked out quite well <laughs> but i i don't want to step too deep into that story I because this is, your, yeah, I, have your to, I have to respect the privacy uh,
1: but of course of course but that's that's badass you know that you're like i'll help you with the texts you know let's go do it
0: uh, that was actually something i would never do again to mm. be honest mm. because once you do that you know, then there is, like, other occasions, you know, like yeah. birthdays and Easter and other stuff, you know, and you always have to write a text. <laughs> that, it's good? That, that, that gets kind of hard.
1: <laughs> and nowadays you can ask Chat GPT maybe. So
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah.
1: But honestly, I'm telling you, come to Cyprus, if you really want to do the, the second residency here, I'm here all the time. I love it so much here, and I think you'll love it here too. And really? Yeah, yeah. I really, really recommend it. It's so, you know, a funny side note here. Um, it's so full of entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs do exactly the same as you Enough and me. Cars. It's so funny. Just the other day, I was at the gym and I'm walking up and I'm uh, warming up for uh, overhead press. I just arrived, overhead press. A guy comes up to me. He's like, Max, Max, I don't know if you remember me. Last year, we, we met here. I took a picture with you. I'm like, cool, cool. And he's like, I've been meaning to ask you, can I join your mastermind? and i'm like just warming up i'm like oh yeah sure you dm me on instagram i'll sign you up you know two days later he bought for 14k so i was like that's a lucrative uh, a, off, a lucrative bench press uh, a lucrative uh, upper body press that i've just done um things like that happen all the time in, in cyprus it's it, and it, and it's great and it's like you know what i also really like here is that the the vibration if you want to call it is mm-hmm. really really high because it's not like south america where everything is everybody's four hours too late and it's too laid back it's not like germany and austria where everybody's just like stressed and it's not like when you go to like a resort where the waiter or the hotel staff is ultra nice to you because it's their freaking job or god beware because they want to have your money people here are just nice because it's a fucking beautiful island the middle of the mediterranean sea they're very relaxed, but at the same time, it's European Union. Uh, you can get your shit done. Maybe not as fast and as diligently as Germany, yeah, yeah, Austria, but, but you get it done. It's yeah. not too extreme. Yeah, and and um, it, it, the food is so good. Everything grows here. Bananas, papayas grow here. Kiwi, oranges. Uh, all the vegetables tomatoes and um if you
0: know a good butcher- have you been around have you been around Cyprus did you look at it already or uh, you've just always yeah. stayed in one
1: place I've been to Larnaca uh, Larnaca I don't like okay. it's a city it's uh have you been to the mountains This yeah this, yeah we yeah. drove up beautiful beautiful yeah. so we drive around sometimes I stayed in Lachi which is more like the water sports area it's a little bit too remote um, Limassol is really nice. Limassol is blowing up right now. Paphos is also blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have a university there. One of the most prestigious universities of Lebanon is moving oh, here. Oh, really? And uh, there's going to just be 3,000 people moving here. They're all students. So they're going to build infrastructure there. It's going to be... It's That town, that little city is going to So you're really looking
0: up. to stay here more
1: often? Yeah. Like I said, like every... because every time i come here i'm like ah, i gotta go to cyprus again gotta because i have to stay 60 days per year here mm-hmm. because i need to pay taxes somewhere. only 60. only 60. i so thought here, 100. And... no no 60. here's the thing because i travel so much i don't have a tax residency anywhere because nowhere i'm staying longer than the necessary 180 days so originally i wanted to pay taxes in austria right and then i go to my tax consultant and he's like i you can't pay taxes here and i'm like why not you're not pay- you're not spending enough money here, and uh, you're not spending enough days here. You're just spending 160 days here. Austria doesn't want your money, so I'm like, well, I gotta pay taxes somewhere, right? Because when it's I- the
0: first time I ever heard that Austria doesn't want the money from yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Normally people complain about the taxes. Because in I'm never there. I'm spending okay. maybe
1: a month a year there. I mean, you know it. Every time I'm there, I'll hit you up, um, because I just travel too much. But so you could you could argue well. Um, if you tax rise nowhere, just don't pay taxes anywhere, which is is a solution. But the problem is once I do start investing in real estate and stuff like that, they're gonna ask, hey, where did you pay your taxes for the last five years? Oh, nowhere. Some people are not gonna have a problem with that, but some people will. And I definitely do wanna pay taxes. I wanna do my part. I think it's everybody's duty, at least to a degree, to pay your taxes. And uh, Cyprus has this thing where you spend 60 days a year here boom, you your tax resident here. And the cool thing is, of course, taxes are lower. You got 12.5% on corporate taxes. Number two, 60 days a year is much less than 160 days. It's two months. Um, number three, it's in the European Union. So you're not paying taxes somewhere in Guatemala or whatnot. You're paying in the European Union. So meaning everything is super transparent. You have to have s- ultra tight bookkeeping, which means you have to have every business expense needs to be here. shown with a, yeah with an invoice and all that. Which is cool. I like that. You know, I'm happy to do that. Plus, and this is the kind of coolest thing is like there's so much worse places to, where you have to spend sixty uh, days. Yes,
0: I, I that that's that's especially
1: a good thing. I usually come here March April ish and then October November which is exactly where it starts getting cold and gray in mainland Europe. And here it's 25 degrees. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. You get some extra sun in. And every time I come here, I get super shredded. I get in incredible shape because all I do is I just eat my steak. I eat the fruit and I work out. I'm, ultra happy I'm super grounded because I wake up in the morning I take my morning walk I take a swim I have a great massage therapist it's therapy better here. energy
0: than, than, it, than exactly uh, and, uh, I, and I get yeah. a lot of
1: shit done because I don't have a, any distraction I come here and I work I work gym massage walk sleep repeat and on the weekends sometimes I hang out with friends like you who are coming in who visit me we go for some fat dinner somewhere we go have a good time we smoke some shisha we go to the beach or we, we hang out but that's it and I get so much stuff done and I come back happier more shredded and richer than before (laughs) so really I'd love for you to come here man then you know we rent we rent uh, we rent villas next to each other every single time and just shoot every <laughs> podcast like this one
0: <laughs> but then you have to make sure that the balcony is exactly above the pool so you yeah. can jump in I, I already way. noticed that, that uh, <laughs> we don't do this here anymore it's not it a good me. location You're
1: so good that was the first thing i said when we came here i'm like i think i could jump <laughs> i literally the, said that the, all yeah, like, yeah I think but I it'll be pretty yeah i've be, done like, it before <laughs> in other villas we have footage yeah, yeah. Almost I mean, it's possible. Villa, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> possible,
0: but here, you know, you probably hit the and deck. Ta- which yeah, won't... it's a tad
1: bit too far away, and then it's not. It's not because the yeah, and then the it's deep not... end is over here.
0: Yeah, it'll be pretty far jump yeah here. Yeah. You probably won't make that with
1: with running. You could, you could, if you can run nicely on the roof. But I think it's so high up that you'd still hit the bottom here. From the roof. Yeah
0: we're not gonna try that tonight (laughs) we're 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 not gonna try that tonight otherwise it'll be the last podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) i could do the calculations
0: (laughs) that it's that it's me
1: yeah i'm a i'm a fan of that i i love what happened to max (laughs) well i
0: got him to jump in his pool and that was it
1: (laughs) but we got a great video we're gonna get lots of views i always say that uh, uh when we're filming something i'm like if something happens Keep filming. No, like no, that's just like if it's, I'm already happen. I'm already hurting. Anyways, might as well get a good clickbait video from it. You know, like you know, it's not gonna help you. To, you're all in. It's not gonna help me if you stop filming. It's not gonna make the pain go away. You know, it's not gonna magically heal me. <laughs> so might as well, you know, gonna pay the hospital bill. I don't know. So that's. Did you have any fun. major
0: bones broken yet? Ah uh, yeah. Uh, because you're a- not
1: major bones. I've I've, t- I've broke my ankle once. Okay. As I a kid on tramp- the typical trampolines in Austria, you know, yeah. uh, I kicked the door when I was I think 16 and broke my toe. It was full on broken through. Which one? The big toe. Oh, okay. the, big the big toe, toe right is side. bad. And they literally they, they did the X-ray and they're like, your toe is perfectly broken. It's just a perfect, the full way it's on supposed to be, all the way through. Not even cracked, just full on broken. What they
0: do, but, and you get a cast.
1: I got a cast all the way up to the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the whole summer. God damn it. Uh-huh. But the funny thing is I, w- I I kicked the door, didn't notice anything, right? I was just like, oh, it hurt a little bit more than I thought. Two minutes later when the adrenaline comes down, I'm like, I can't even walk. Oh, fuck. Uh, I have to go to the hospital. It hurts. So, so I drove yeah, yeah. with the broken toe to the hospital. <laughs> and, you know, I could just barely hit the gas pedal and the brake, let alone the, the, the clutch. So I'm just driving to the hospital, like, somehow <laughs> – and I parked over—not even exaggeration—over two disabled parking spots, cause I couldn't reverse. And, yeah, yeah know, I was yeah, just yeah, yeah, it, no. just right, just stood on two disabled parking, lot. and I just like I I, I crawled towards the the entrance of the hospital, and two doctors are smoking outside, and they're like. Do you have a problem? And I'm like, you know, I'm limping my right, f- and I'm like, what does it look like? <laughs> I'm going to the hospital. I'm limping. What? Why do you think I'm I here? Think because my a... head? No, it's my freaking leg. I
0: had a, I had a, gu- I had a guy once, and uh, he was, his, his girlfriend, she was cheating on him, right? Mm. So he's sitting on his couch, right, and he hears her in the kitchen talking to some guy on the phone, Ooh, right? That's also not smart of her. Well, yeah, uh, he, 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 well, that. That was that was the beginning of the story anyways he was sitting there and there was his couch table and a uh, c- couch table out of see I, I i do things so this couch table out of glass right and underneath there was a uh, a bag of of chips <laughs> oh, no. and he got mad so he wanted to kick the bag of chips oh <laughs> but he oversaw that there was this table and he broke his leg
1: oh he broke his oh. leg
0: anyways story goes on i told him Get rid of her. She doesn't love you. You know, distance yourself from that relationship. And and some people, they don't want to listen. Anyways, Mm -hmm. he decides afterwards that he's going to stay with her. Even she cheated on him many times. And she said to him that everything will be fine. All he needs to do is buy a horse for her. (laughs) So, wait a second. So he bought the horse, of course. The horse was lonely, so they got a second horse. And I told him, this is all bull, don't do this, you know, don't (laughs) Don't distance, you already got your leg broken from this stuff, (laughs) you know, you know, if if, life shows you in little, in little, in little steps, you know, that you're (laughs) going the wrong direction. Anyways, (laughs) last thing happened, he called me like a year later because he, he, he didn't listen to me. And I said, well, then I can help you because I can't help you because, you know, I'm telling you this won't be a good thing. Anyways, a year later, he calls me and he says, you were right. She left with the um the right the horse trainer <laughs> the horse <laughs> she left she left with this and the two horses they're on my on my on my on my yard and they c- killed the whole yard they made everything oh, no. they, they ruined the whole garden everything <laughs> right so because he left them out and and stuff yeah and that that's how he ended so sad yeah. story yeah sad story
1: so what i take from that is when you're buying listen horses,
0: to my advice sense. and don't buy horses for a girl <laughs>
1: When you buy <laughs> horses for a girl, it could be a sign <laughs> that something is off. That's it could be. Oh, oh, jeez. Yeah, Dominic. Um, where can people find you? What's the when people people are gonna listen to this? They are like Dominic is a cool guy. Where should they find you? Social dynamic. Okay. Just,
0: just, just, just Google it. Socialdynamic.at or de or com, whatever.
1: For the German speaking fellows. For the
0: German speaking so. fellows, yes. Instagram uh on Instagram you find us you find us on Facebook you find us pretty much everywhere
1: awesome awesome last words
0: last words oh my god what are <laughs> last words <laughs> my last words i don't know what what are my last words that's Look, a
1: funny, yeah. from my perspective i got to say um you've been a very very big influence on my life to about which i'm very very grateful even more so grateful i am is that uh that I can count you as a very close friend and that's uh, absolutely beautiful to Oh, thank you and uh, it's absolutely cool that you uh, came all this way just to be on the podcast and uh, in the future when we're neighbors in Cyprus (laughs) let's crush and have some good
0: (laughs) well actually to be honest you've been an influence on my life as well you know because I never would have changed my my whole approach to this business without you know some of the inputs you gave me and some of the great feedback you gave me so that helped a lot also thank you from my part on that because uh you know that's that's also another thing is you can learn from people that are don't have any don't have any assumptions because somebody is younger Mm. or somebody uh you know doesn't doesn't look the part Mm. or somebody
1: which is clearly the case for you me. can
0: not that, up that that's not well yeah with all the tattoos and stuff <laughs> yeah. but look who's talking right yeah. but uh but you know there's there's always something you can learn from people and yeah stay humble and and appreciative of everything that other people can give to you because there's always something to learn
1: uh 100% and it's cool to hear that that, that I could have an influence on you too and that's kind of like this whole upward spiral it's 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 there's n- you can only win by giving there's no doubt. Because sometimes people are like, man, if I help that person, maybe they're going to do this other thing. And that's going to somehow take away from me, right? But you helped me entirely for free in the very beginning when, when I was at your seminar. And I remember even afterwards, years later, I had an issue with my girlfriend back then. And I still messaged you. I'm like, hey, remember I was at your seminar two years ago. And you literally hopped on a freaking call with me and just talked to me for an hour. And helped me out in that situation. Never asked for anything, and that really helped me. And then, you know, when I had the chance to help you out and give you some new insights, for me it was like a fucking course, you know. And uh, and it's, it's like
0: seeds you plant. Exactly your whole life.
1: It seeds you plant. <laughs> you know, you know
0: about game theory, right? That, yeah. that that whole thing, you know. And in the beginning of your life, you know, you can be egotistic about things, and you can like, you know, put yourself in in, in front of the stage and and elbow everybody out. But you know, the longer you do it, you don't have to live with that. Mm-hmm. What you built from there. So yeah. people that help build friendships, help others. You know, you always get that crop back later on in the future.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to say. Uh, those who those who who saw wind will harvest storm. Mm-hmm. How is that? How is that <laughs> saying going? Something like that. But, yeah, it's beautiful. So, uh, you know, I'm happy that uh, that we're here. Look, the light in the pool went Oh, on. wow. Nah, that's a beautiful a full f- feature here. That's a beautiful way to wrap things up. So, folks, check out Dominic's stuff, especially if you're German-speaking. He's the real OG, the OG of personal development, dating, relationship advice. And uh, I'll have you all back on the podcast at some point, hopefully very soon. We'll do that. GG. Thank you. And if you get inspired by Dominic's success story and the fact that he's helped so many other people, or maybe you get inspired by my success story and you say, hey, how, how can I start as a coach here as well? I, I might not have the full confidence yet, or maybe you even do, but how do I get started? Then go ahead and book a free consultation entirely for free, not a sales call, literally just a free consultation with us over at maxtorno.com forward slash call. Uh, you'll just fill out a quick application. You can book the exact date and time uh, that works for you. And then you'll be patched through right through directly, either me personally or with an expert from my team. We'll help you. we we'll tell you exactly what you need to do in order to get your first clients to you know, become a personality on social media if you want that or just to make your first 5 to 10 or even 20K a month. Like I said, MaxTorno.com forward slash call. Talk to you soon.